Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $25, get $50 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. NFL Week 12, how about these couple GOAT quarterbacks losing? We had Tom Brady go down a week after we were talking about how good he was. We had Aaron Rodgers go down a week after we were talking about how good he was. Are we passing the torch? Because Justin Herbert had a pretty spectacular game yesterday. Patrick Mahomes too. How about Mike White? Is it too early to pass the torch to Mike White? If I were a Jets fan, I'd pass all my torches to Mike White. We give you a power rankings update most powerful power rankings in the land. We'll do America's teams. We'll do our Miller Lite mentions. We're going to start sounding the horns for a couple teams that are officially out of the playoffs. The green light out of the playoff teams. We are back tomorrow morning with Bo Allen. Make sure to check that out, and y'all enjoy. it's over it's a freaking great holiday i mean you get to eat awesome food you see only the people that you truly like you don't yeah. you eliminate <laughs> yeah i'm projecting i know like, who'd you spend thanksgiving with uh my wife and my daughter that's good my so everybody dog. else is on the shit list well you know what i'm saying we've forsaken everybody we else did try to men. get we did we try to get vows. together with you for thanksgiving did we yeah i forget yeah we had plans yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what's great about thanksgiving yeah. It also might be the fact that I lost like dollars this week gambling. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, Kyle. <laughs> Who do you think it's I a, am? It's a lot of Jumanji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now we're only down small on the year. That's going to get bleeped out for sure. The number is going to get bleeped out. That's a, a service we do for the talent here <laughs> at the Greenlight Five. A lot is a lot, though. Yeah, it's a lot. But if you're up a lot, you know, the Vikings, you know, Vikings, Bills. Kyle, but you know what? This weekend was terrible. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lay this out for you real quick. It started Thanksgiving with the Giants, Cowboys under the way that that the, the way late that, touchdown late touchdown. Okay, so Chase Long was out undisciplined. Thanksgiving teasers. We had Giants under. We had a huge parlay uh, and and Florida State. Okay, fourth and eighteen backed up. Just fucking don't let them convert. The next day we got. Georgia, Georgia was fucking Lazarus. They were dead. 
and uh, and then they came back to life. They had a chance to cover. They had all their white oh, wide yeah. receivers in and fucking thirty five points. White running backs. Yeah, they they had the ball with a chance to cover. I'm like, what the fuck are we that doing? That was a theme this week: is white guys balling in obscurity. Well, Notre Dame lost, Kyle. <laughs> they weren't balling on the big stage because I bet Notre Dame. The whole country was on Notre Dame, but then the whole panel was on USC. So you were thinking to yourself, like, who do I who do I fade, the panel or the public? You know what I mean? Typically the public. Yeah, well, <laughs> we didn't fade the public because a goddamn big cat in his game of the year, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to ride with big cat one time. And then after the game of the year, big cat gave me a great pep talk. He said, you know what, this is, if this is your one vice, don't apologize for it. Wow. That was one of two or three vices, but this is the biggest one. And then BYU blind went to sleep at halftime. We got us back in the game. And I'm thinking, you told me, you said. No problem. Man in the arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep taking swings. Keep keep hacking at it. BYU was a was a free play at yeah, yeah. Stanford. So we kept hacking at it yesterday. And it just, it just continued to get worse and worse. Um, but hey, listen, you know what I did last night, Mike? You ever walk outside and look up at the stars? Sometimes. Yeah. I felt really fucking small. My but problems are small. I'm just a monkey with uh, some fake money, and a I lost sand on a beach. <laughs> I lost some of it. It's not even real yet. It's not real. I look up at the stars and appreciate the stars, but I don't get the I don't get the I feel small thing. Oh, oh man, I really do. It really helped, man. It was like I got I got home last night. And I just it was beautiful too, by the way. Really um, nice night. Yeah, it was a beautiful night. Okay, so let's go America's teams. I just want to get that out there. I wanted to. It was like therapy for me. It was good, man. It was a nice night too. It was a pretty night. It was, yeah, it was a nice night. America's teams. Who wants to start? I'll start. South Carolina Gamecocks. Now, you know of my personal animus with its head coach, Shane Beamer. He and I have a long history and don't get along particularly well. But credit he where and credit's I have due. A long 94 points in uh, wins over number five, Tennessee, and number eight, Clemson. Uh, that's impressive. Moving right along, Oregon State Beavers. Um, now the Beavers can tweet things like "so damn sweet" and leave off the "n" and "damn" because yeah. Beavers damn things up. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's cool. If they were rolled damn tied, you drop the "n." Yeah, y'all aren't understanding. No, I get it. Is. I get it. They were trailing thirty-one ten late in the third, thirty-four seventeen early in the fourth. I left my phone, Chris. I had given you Oregon State, and I was felt really bad about it. I said, yeah, "Sorry, you did feel bad about sorry." It. Uh, because they were getting run out of the gym by the Oregon Ducks, Kyle's Oregon Ducks. But then, damn, if there you go, damn, if the Beavers, whose starting quarterback was 6 of 13 for 60 yards and two picks, they win the football game without throwing the ball. Special teams. It was unbelievable. And, and, and your guy, Dan Lanning, uh, just throwing caution to the wind because he thought he had a big, big, chunky lead. Okay, New York Jets, White Mike. White Mike, we decided uh, early Sunday that Jets minus 325 was also a free play. Mm-hmm. And so we did it. We heard it was going to be Peterman. It wasn't. It was Simeon. Holy but, shit, dude. What are we doing? I know. Bad information What out are there, we doing All out over there? the place. No, what, like, what are we doing? You can't just tweet that Nathan Peterman is going to play. It changes then, the game. Because Kyle's the, told us. Everybody's weak. Backup quarterback, people lock in a little bit. Well, Peterman, you can't. You can't overcome. No, but this was the classic. They looked one backup quarterback was an infusion of energy and hope in Mike White, and one was like, "Oh shit!" Especially if it was fucking because Justin Fields is their whole damn team, right? 
Right. So, you know, Simeon was a safe play, but Peterman was like, hey, I don't even have to watch the game. Exactly. The, the, the Bears' offense is battery-powered, where the Jets' offense has a massive engine, and the quarterback is a spark plug. Small piece makes nice. the whole thing go, but Justin nice. Fields is the whole thing. Garrett Wilson, really good. Really good. That defense, really good. And it, it was a, we had to sweat it for a quarter, but then we were, then we were good. A quarter and a half, I was yeah, yeah, sweating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Iran. Okay. <laughs> Boo. The Iran soccer team, plus 285. Mm. And you can't be changing country's flags around america all right and then walk it back and say well it was only going to be for 24 hours you liars america you freaking liars you wanted to you wanted to get on your high horse about their their uh atrocities and whatnot line what else do they do line being bad to women bad to women um iran get on iran plus 285 they got a bunch of nukes too shame on you yeah exactly thanks (laughs) And uh, finally, UConn. Um, I, I owed this from a couple weeks ago when UConn beat the Libs. You were in Vegas. Yeah. And became bowl eligible. It looks like maybe the, the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl or maybe the Gasparilla Bowl. Gasparilla's for, still hanging around? Yeah, for Jim Moore and the boys. And the Hoops team is very good. Where am I supposed to go spend my monies on the Gasparilla Bowl? You know how every every bowl game is a the title is a call to action to spend your monies? Yeah, I didn't see one for Gasparilla. Gasparilla? Yeah, what is that? What, what is even, a Gasparilla? What is that? It's a flower, I think. Uh, oh, okay. It's the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl this okay, year. Good. What town is it in? Gasparilla's in Tampa, Florida. See, that's great. A lot to do there. It's a flower. Beautiful weather that could, time of year. Could be Yukon and Duke. It'll be electric. What is a Gasparilla? Uh, fine question. They have a is everybody festival. walking around pretending like we know what the fuck Gasparilla means? There's Chris. a Gasparilla Pirate Festival this in Tampa looks amazing. each year. Oh, it's a place. It's a mythical Spanish pirate. Is it really? And a college football bowl game played in Tampa. <laughs> Those two things. <laughs> and my next Warcraft. Go hand in hand. Peanut butter and jelly. UConn Hoops just beat Oregon, Alabama, and Iowa State over the long weekend. Donovan Klingon, good player. Uh, shout out K2, bunch of Huskies. Hey, if this is on a graphic, I want the old... I want the I want the all white dog that's not even a husky. It looks like a it looks like a golden retriever. Yeah, yeah I know the one. It's better. Yeah, it has a little red tongue hanging mm-hmm. out. Those are my America's. What teams. do you want for Iran? The the real flag, not not deleting any parts of the flag. I want the Iran national flag. Not women's rights. Nah, I love women's rights. He's a complicated man. Loves Iran. Loves women's rights. Just wants loves to Thomas the flag Jefferson. Now. Hates slavery. He's just a complicated man. Yeah. Didn't we name the, the duality Yukon of Husky? Man. Didn't we name the Yukon Husky with Jim Mora? Yeah, Orlo. That's right. Yeah, give me Orlo the Husky. There we go. Yep. Oh yeah, how's that? That that blew up. A lot of people cared about that. <laughs> well, we were like, we damn, know? we got we we got our guy to name well, the Husky. Well, it would have helped if he actually named the Husky Orlo. Yeah. I don't think he actually. Yeah, no, did he that. didn't. Yeah, you're right. Can we look it's up? It's like what that it, bussing with the boys bowl game. Jim Mora named. <laughs> you know the bussing with the boys bowl. They're like, they're like, no, no, no. This is what it's called. Like, no, they're not even out at midfield. Jim Mora named the Husky on our show. It's unofficial. <laughs> we had hoped. It's right. an unofficial Husky name. So my America's team's obviously number one, the hottest team in football right now. I think uh, if if they end up going to the Super Bowl, I might go in a fan capacity. I'm not even a fan of this team, but I'm an American. The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to run the table again. Yankees. <laughs> the Yankees. Number two. Alabama. What do Americans love more than a good deal? 
guns. An underdog story. The Houston Texans, my number two America's team, because their stock is at an all-time low, and you can buy, 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 and that's what Americans are oh, going to okay. do. They're going to end up with the number one pick, and they're going to fall in love with this young Texans And they're going to miss team. Caleb Williams by a year. Number three, oh. TCU, because nobody wants to see Ohio State in the playoffs. Right. Right? Amen. Is that kind of the yes. shared? No, yeah, 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 for okay. sure. For so, sure. And I want to throw that in. Yeah. Because Who are they going to get? K-State? Do we know that yet? Yeah, it's K-State. It doesn't matter. They're horned up. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Jets. Mike White. Blood out People of love eyes. turmoil. You know, backup quarterbacks. Um, and it was just the rainy game. You know, everybody loves a, a rainy game and beating up on an inferior opponent. And the Bears didn't have Justin Fields. They were getting decimated with injury the entire game. And the Jets just kept their foot on the gas pedal. There's nothing more American than that. Number five, municipal workers. City workers. I don't know their names, but we're in the holiday season. Right now, and I want to say a big thank you to everybody in all the towns, small and large, across the United States of America. You're always sucking VDOT's dick, Kyle. Putting up Christmas lights, because when you drive around a town, you go get your Starbucks fucking coffee in the morning, you see that, oh gosh, look what they did last night. They lit up those poles. They look beautiful. Thank you to to you, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you you left out VDOT this time. Yeah, it's a different, you know, different... uh, I was thinking about that last night. I was scrambling for an America's team. I'm like, what, what? I agree with Keith in Kansas City. What the fuck is this segment even? <laughs> you know? You know, you're paying and, and, for that. Your tax dollars, you're, you're paying for that. And it's worth it. You're paying for that snowflake. And it's worth it. I'll take a little serotonin infusion during the, the darker months. There's I, other ways to get that. I, I, that's a good take. I like I like. That's, a, too. Whole, that's a wholesome take, Kyle. I like the lights. You know, you're a fucking good guy, Kyle. Mine, it's, it's a big... <laughs> the Chiefs. Very good. Also really nice about beating bad teams. And quarterbacks that we want to see do good on a big stage. They were nice about the kid from uh, Liberty. They were nice about our Bryce Perkins. Yep. Made sure to not cover the spread. Yep. 16, 16 and a half. Uh, let Bryce Perkins throw a touchdown. That was really nice. And they're number one in the green light pod power rankings. Yep. For week so there 12. you go. Dynamite uh, segue. Uh, let me get through these other four <laughs> fucking America's teams. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Spencer Rattler, best two two week run, outlier run for any college football player this year. Maybe the lights come on. Yeah, maybe. It's bound to with a name like Spencer Rattler. But yeah, like you, you beat Tennessee. That's a lot of fun. Well, let me do something even more fun. We'll go to Clemson with Dabo Sweeney sprinting down the hill before anybody oh. else and then taking a massive L. Vegas was begging you to take South Carolina. Because they thought it was going to be a blowout. 14, 14 and a half? 14 and a half. It was a tailor-made, don't bet South Carolina. They just beat Tennessee. Clemson's undervalued, whatever the fuck. And nah, not true. Run back up the hill, Dabo. Um, <laughs> that would be great. That would be funny. After they lose, Dabo should have to sprint, sprint back up, yep. the, up the hill. If he wants to be accountable, yeah. set an example. Yeah. On all fours. Sprint right back into his bowling like a alley. No, like a, Like a... Emasculated tiger. He really in khakis. Yeah, in khakis. He should be naked. No, he should be naked. It's getting weird. Naked on all fours. I just had him running up the hill. It's getting weird now. He's got. Then he's got to sit on the rock. Yeah. Until everybody's left the stadium. Yes, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) I'm with it. He's got to embrace the transfer portal and the NIL process. Well, he's going to anyway. He's going to do a Coach K thing. You know where Coach K when he. but he was all anti, hypocrite. yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. All right, so where he's all anti one and done and, and then became like Mr. One and Done, For sure. it's going to be the same thing with Dabo. I, do, I see, the, see the value in 
Okay, Broncos. Rich history. He did mm. say he wasn't going to coach, right? He was like, I won't coach. Uh, that would be great. People are making money. He said that before they started. That would be great. Money. Sorry. No, so I'll go Broncos because I was damn near out of teams. So they're a lot like America. Rich history, right? Kind of maybe some people think they peaked in the 90s a little bit. They're big spenders. They have a strong defense. And they're led by a guy with a low approval rating. And he was better on the last team he was on. Wow. So what the fuck is going on with the Broncos? What the fuck is going on with America? I don't know. What's the what's the Nat Hackett corollary? I don't know. Maybe Kamala Harris used to teach hip-hop dance. <laughs> Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, Broncos is one of America's teams. Because what the fuck is going on with the Broncos? Is there anything more befuddling than America? We got it made, and we can't get our shit together. We can't agree on anything. Fucking people yelling at Russell Wilson on the sideline yesterday. That was let's Mike Purcell getting after him. That was let's off. ride, that was please. Off. What do you think was said? He was like, let's go, man. Do you think he was like, let's go, man? Classic like quarterback hype speech, and the guy's like, hey, shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, just Madden B-roll. Just Madden audio B player one. Uh, background noise. Okay, Dolphins. Seventy-five percent of the bets uh, were on the Dolphins yesterday, and America won. And here's the thing about the Dolphins: they keep covering spreads against these fucking cupcakes, man. This week we get to see a fucking real deal ball game. Niners Dolphins. I can't wait. I can't wait. Game of the week. And I bet you. I, let's guess the spread. Where's the game? I believe the game's in, in uh, Miami. No. No, they have three straight road games coming up, and that will factor into the power rankings. They, this is the murderous uh, stretch of the schedule, but they go to San Francisco. San Francisco minus two, two and, and a half. half. Okay, Dolphins at Niners. Ooh, fellas, that sounds about right to me. Uh, yeah, let's rock with that. I think they're going to be America's team this week. Minus three and a half. Okay. Mm, I think half. they're going to be America's team, especially with that three and, and the little half there, the little hook there. Uh, three and a half. Uh, I bet you a lot of people are going to continue to be on the Dolphins, but they have done this every week. They play a bad team. There's a big line, and they fucking cover. So Dolphins, one of America's teams. USC. You know what? Thank you for putting Notre Dame on the do not bet list. Thank you. Caleb Williams, most exciting player in the in the whole country. Can you imagine? Is, is there a way that I guess one of these teams in the top five could forego drafting in the top five this year and try to triangulate who's going to have the best pick, the most advantageous pick next year, and trade out of this draft to be in the running for Caleb Williams? Could you do that? Would you do that? Hard to predict, as as we've found. Yeah, I don't know. Texans. Yeah, we, now? we were Stock on. Is low. Some of us were on the Commanders for a worse record. Oh, who? Bears? You? Maybe me. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's hard projecting. to remember. No, Texans are uh, Texans were were a dead ringer, and I bet the over win total. <laughs> See, <laughs> yeah, there you they go. Just got a zag sometimes. Uh, okay, so USC. And they were on the they were on America's teams last week. So yeah, they're recur- recurring guests. USC is. Yeah, they were on mine. Oh, good, good, good. Because of the same reasons, like, you know, a, a dynasty being restored. And yeah, no, people love to see, like, good classic teams play well. And it, and it was so nice to see. It was yes. so nice, objectively. Look at me being an adult about it. It was so nice to see Notre Dame plus five, Notre Dame money line. It was so nice to see uh, USC and Notre Dame in, uh, under the bright lights. An irrelevant game yes. in the Coliseum, a full as can be Coliseum. Now it wasn't great to see Caleb Williams being like an actual good version of Kyler Murray when you're on the other side of that bet. Yeah, yeah because he he size. ran backwards. Yep. fifteen fucking times and made something out of nothing. You you had to take a drive 
Uh, oh, yeah. I, I actually <laughs> went out and took a drive during the second half of that game, Make. I went out to – this is the saddest shit in the world. My, it, was, it was Luke's birthday. Happy birthday, Luke. My buddies had a little birthday get-together for one of them, and they were out on a party bus, and I, I passed that up so I could do cake and stay at home with my kid on his birthday naturally. So after the party bus, I was going to meet up with these guys. I was trying to triangulate, and I was going to sweat the second half of this game. So I drive out to meet them. Turns out they're too drunk to hang out with me. Mm. So I'm alone. I'm driving around. I'm relieving stress. I'm just driving in a circle around the city. In a roundabout. Just, just driving. Yeah, I'm just getting on the interstate, getting off the interstate. I'm driving by bars. I have too much social anxiety to go in there and drink alone and try to watch the game. Somebody's going to try to start talking to me. I'm going to flip a fucking table over, you know? Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm trying to, hey, I'll talk to you anytime, but not during the goddamn game here. And so I ended up at Vivace, drinking alone, watching the second half of the fall game. Yeah. Now you call at some point. We're both on Notre Dame, and I've been a big proponent of cord cutting uh, until your score app is seven seconds ahead of me, and you're like, "We're celebrating Notre Dame driving to I'm get within a field goal." I'm refreshing it at the light, dude. You're like, oh, 17 yard chunk play to Mayer. I was like, well, hold on, let uh-huh. me confirm. Five seconds later, confirmed. Yeah, here we yeah. go. And then you just go, oh, fuck. Macon, and then again, dead air, and and Drew Pine yep. fumbled the handoff. You saw it. I, I read it. And the game was so, effectively yeah. over. I don't know if you've ever driven around the city refreshing the score app because you can't watch the game. If I've ever. Yeah. Yes. I've done it today with okay. a tennis match <laughs> on the way here. <laughs> Usually that happens at night. Oh, you flip yeah. the script on the on the stereotypes. You yeah. you you get to degen in the morning. Yeah, I get to wake up and then I get that adrenaline. I do sight Coffee. unseen. Let's bet BYU. Fucking go to sleep. They they almost didn't cover, dude. I woke up in the morning. <gasps> refresh score app. Thirty five twenty six. Yeah, that close. got a little tight. And okay. Then, and then David Shaw said, "Peace." Yeah. Some people don't like talking about gambling on this show. He just dipped out. Huh? So I'm sorry yeah. about the first 15 minutes. Good for him though. <laughs> David Shaw says Chris? he doesn't want to coach. Hey, anymore. I'm one and zero in David Shaw's last games. <laughs> Me too. If I could just, you know. What about you, Kyle? Did you bet that one? I uh, I did not make the, the bet for that game. Dude, I just can't stop thinking about the Eagles under last night. <laughs> I had the Eagles and I had the under. Hmm. Kyle got out of hand. Quick. Kyle, it was fucking forty to thirty. What was people the, uh, were just people were just passing on under defense. what people were passing on playing defense. It was what was, was the under? Was the, the under was 47. 47 was the total. Kyle, you know what the total in the first half was? Forty seven. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers said, "Fuck off." Aaron Rodgers with a fucking broken thumb. Yeah. Okay. Chris you know Collins worse? said he could throw no thumb. Kyle, you know what's worse? Oh yeah. Second half, I think we'll chase with the Eagles. Minus seven, or the Eagles in a, in a pick'em, basically. So they just have to win by seven, actually more than seven. It turns out. Yeah. Uh, and and the under was twenty four. You know what happened? Jordan Love happened, Kyle. Mm. You can't. We can't get no relief, Kyle. Christian Watson can't get no relief around here. He's okay. been pent up though. Power rankings. Let's talk about it. Talk. Chiefs one, Eagles two, <laughs> Niners three. Let's stop there. Chiefs, Eagles, Niners. How do we feel? I think that's about right. I had um, I had Niners at the two spot, but I, I think that's no problem. Eagles at two. I had the the Chefs. Uh, I got the Eagles, uh, and I got the Bills third. Kayla, one of uh, very few to not rank the Chiefs number one. Yeah, I just like to keep things interesting with my relationship with the Kansas City metro area. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, KCMO. 
Um, one of your I have America's one teams. Eagles. I have two Chiefs. And the reason I have the Chiefs there is because I've seen what the floor looks like um, for both of these teams. And I think that the Chiefs' floor is lower than the basement for the Chiefs is lower than the Eagles. Uh, oh. Three Dolphins. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I think. Yeah. Three Dolphins, four 49ers, five Cowboys, six Bills, seven Bengals. And it's important to understand we have seven teams on this list, and there's a reason I chose the Bengals in particular at seven. I don't feel any worse about the Titans after the, the loss to the Bengals, but I feel that much better about the Bengals. Yeah, for sure. They proved something. This was uh, you know, this would have been the best team that the uh, the Titans had beaten, and, uh, and it might have been, I don't know, who's the best team that the Bengals have beaten? It, by record, it's definitely the Titans right here. Um, I had uh, Chiefs 1, Eagles 2, Bills 3. I had uh, Cowboys 4. I had uh, Niners 5. I have the Dolphins 6 and the Bengals 7. The tricky thing about the power rankings is it's kind of based on power. You know, it's not who's the best team sometimes. Like, for instance, I might look at the Cowboys and say, hey, they look to be a little bit more of a complete team right now. Like, not being able to stop the run... Every time the Packers check to a fucking run, you know, or, or every time you're in a four-man front, the Packers check to a run, you can't stop the run. Like, that's a problem. It's been a couple couple weeks here now. But the Eagles have an 87-point differential. They just ran the ball for 300 yards on the Packers. Like, they're fucking, like, they're one of the institutes. Honestly, warming up for the Army-Navy game, right? Uh, they blew out the Vikings. And I'm giving the tiebreaker over the, uh, the, the, the Cowboys because... Um, because the Eagles have the number one seed right now. That's powerful, mate. That's why they're my number one. They're powerful. And and the quarterback, out of those two teams I'm talking about in the NFC East, the quarterback is the reason I'll take them over. And no disrespect to, Zach, to Dak, I think he's real good, but Jalen Hurts, you see the throws outside the numbers last night? I mean, like, he, he rushed for 100 whatever the fuck, what was it, 150 yards or something like that? The Eagles are are balling uh, offensively, such, even without Dallas Goddard. With the ball past the line of scrimmage. He's such a ball carrier and a threat. Like, And Dak can elude pressure and throw on the run, but when Hurts becomes a runner, he is an elite runner. Yeah. And we'll talk about it in the Eagles game, but Jalen became the first player with 150-plus passing and 150-plus rushing in the same game. Jeez. He's on pace for 3,956 passing yards, 26 passing touchdowns, 922 rushing yards, and 12 rushing touchdowns. And our green light composite rankings made up of a six-person advisory board, Chiefs, Eagles, Niners, then Cowboys 4, Bills 5, Dolphins 6, Bengals 7, and the 9-2 and two Vikes are not in our, our top seven. That's probably right. Even though they get the win on Thanksgiving night against the Patriots, damn, they're not trustworthy. No, you can't trust them. Uh, the reason the Bills are, are still in my, my top three to five is – you know, last month they lost to the Jets. They blew a big uh, lead at home against the Vikings. They squeaked by against the Browns and Lions. Uh, but before that, they also beat the Ravens in the rain. They beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead. They beat the Titans. Uh, they weren't healthy in Miami, but they did a really good job defensively on those guys. I mean, the, the, I think uh, one of those touchdowns was on a really short field. So that team's still in there, you know? Like, And that's why I, I, you know, I have them in my top three. Josh Allen playing this poorly um for a stretch like i'm i'm buying the dip um give me them at three and then you know like the cowboys they could get more powerful if they add obj oh um if he can wake up <laughs> wow kyle too soon
They he might still be asleep. He yeah. might still be asleep. Let him sleep. Let the man get some rest. You think it was an edible? I love that. They I said hope he's okay. He made other arrangements. I know. I like that was the best part. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, he just hopped in a car to drive Uber. to L.A. <laughs> Instead of what? No, the I'm plane. sure he got on a different plane. Yeah. Bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wheels up. He definitely didn't go with, with fucking wheels up. <laughs> They must treat God, they must treat the funny. superstars better. All right, five. The Niners. Uh, I I really do think they're in a, they're in a nice spot to win the division. But the Seahawks have the Rams twice and the Panthers at home remaining, so the power could shift there. And then Dolphins. Man, we talked about it. They're at six for me, ahead of the Bengals, Niners, Chargers, Bills, uh, Packers, Patriots. Four of the five on the road to finish the 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 year. No Armstead for the Niners game. That's gonna be tough. We'll figure out who they are. If 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 they can if they can come out of this thing unscathed, they are a top three team. And 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 Tua is him. You know, I can't wait to see these games. Seven Bengals. Counted them out last year, counted them out. Well, I didn't count them out last year. I counted them out this year pretty early. What they're doing without Chase and, and Mixon is nothing short of amazing. And the way they won that game yesterday. Should we start with that game? Because objectively that was uh, it was probably the best game in the 1 p.m. slate. We, we can start with that game. Yeah. Sure. It was uh, you know, a classic. First off, I like the jerseys a lot in that mm. game, Macon, because I know you're a jersey <laughs> guy. But Joe Burrow without Jamar Chase, 67%, 1,063 yards. He's got eight touchdowns, three interceptions. They asked him last week, are you surprised with how you're able to play without Jamar Chase? And he goes, no, it doesn't really surprise me. I am who I thought I was which I thought was a really great quote, and it's telling of their quarterback. But you look at the game, um, and the way that the, the Titans' running game wasn't able to get started, I give a big credit to that, that defensive uh, scheme. And Chris, you and I were talking before the show, the secondary came to show up for the uh, – the secondary showed up for the Bengals defensively in the run game in particular. Derrick Henry couldn't get anything going. Mm-hmm. Didn't look uh, characteristic of himself. They were bringing him down not only after the first tackle, uh, but there's a swarm of guys there to bring them down, uh, adding safeties, adding corners, and also guys like Reader stepping up big for the Bengals. What did you see there? No, I mean, the, the number one thing, we talked about it earlier, is they, they everybody in that defense, they just keep running at the ball. It's like just waves of them running at the ball. They swarm to the ball. They go top down. The back end guys, all the back end guys on that defense are willing to stick their nose in there. You know, I was watching Mike Hilton knife in there for a couple TFLs yesterday. And, you know, whether it's... Um, you know, safety setting an edge, a corner setting an edge. Like, they're all willing participants in the run game. And I also think they're built to to stop a downhill run scheme, like a gap scheme kind of run scheme. You know, they honestly had a little bit more trouble, I feel like, in sub with smaller, you know, like the, the times where they get in trouble with smaller back. Um, they match up well. And, uh, and, and up front, what really surprised me was the offensive line. They really let Joe get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, they really let Joe get comfortable. They they kept him clean for the most part, and maybe this this group is built for a little bit more physicality than finesse. I mean, like you know, if you look at the roster construction with the offensive line, they are some they're more physical than they are finesse, and that that kind of that looks a little funny because last year you were you you damn near got him killed, and you were trying to to improve the pass game, but they were good in the run game. P Ryan leaked through there for some big yardage. I mean, he was awesome. He he had some big plays uh, in the past game as well. He continues to be a, a you know a real asset for them. But Burrow hitting big throws, man. 
that's what this game was. It was just Burrow hitting big fucking throws, and it was T. Higgins proving that, you know, he he's a he's a fucking number one, masquerading as a number two. It's right? really wild how yeah. how much of a mismatch he looks physically uh-huh. when he's out there against a corner. Yeah, um, a lot of fun from them, and great. Yeah, you alluded to the O line and and what looks different to me is their ability to pick up these games. And I know the Titans did get home on an added pressure from the second level. And the Titans played well defensively. David Long Jr. looked great. Again, he keeps showing up for the Titans. But it was the O-line we're talking about. They're passing off games better. And they can play physically, but they understand spatially where they're going to be. This group has been playing together all year long. Um, and, and they've been been able to grow in that regard. And Joe looks more comfortable. And... Uh... And the, the you know the Ben Jones absence is big, you know I just didn't feel like they get anything going with with Derrick Henry. It was just that screen pass right that you were talking about, and like yeah, great hustle play for Cincinnati to get that ball out. Unfortunately, um, I forget who it was. Is We've it? got it up here, Chris. One thing I appreciate about this play, if you run it back here, Matt, it's a non traditional screen. Usually you see screens with the back offset and gun, Chris, mm-hmm. and coming across the formation on a token play fake. But this one is an under center. Go back to the beginning here, Matt. It's a heavy under center. We'd call this a pass 95, halfback screen left. So you're really going to sell run. The linebackers see play action, and then they back out when they see Derrick Henry does not have the ball. They're going to bail to their assignments. That's when Derrick Henry can sneak in behind, get a great block from the right guard, Davis. Right guard makes a huge play to spring this whole thing. And then Cam Taylor-Britt heads up play and hustle to peanut punch the thing inside the five, get it out, but then Traylon Burks hustle, get on it. That's a uh, thank God. And that's it. Burks had a huge reception. He's come on late. Um, well, he's just, he's Der- been, huh? Imagine having Derrick Henry first touchdown, but. Oh, that was terrible. I mean, I couldn't even imagine. I mean, somebody in fantasy. There's just a lot of good whatever. football. If you there. care about fantasy, if you've looked at the fucking app in three weeks, I don't. <laughs> you must have fell out of the. Yeah, well, I don't care. Who, right. who would care about? Uh, now you're catching. That's on. a real game. Yeah, right. We're, we're gonna play fake. And P Ryan yeah. was amazing, like you said. P Ryan yeah. was amazing. I'm so, buying P Ryan. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it's it's all the Burrow throws. There's a number of them that I could go through, but I'm not going to. So. Um, you were talking about um, the offensive line. Last year in this game, in the vis- divisional round, Burrow was pressured over 32%. Yesterday, 18.4. Yeah, it's a big difference. That's a great, it's a great stat rate. I mean, like, in, in, in a year. And one of the reasons people might have been tentative about betting Cincy was because of, you know, it's a revenge game, home game. Uh, Cincy's hot, right? T- Titans, are they stay hot, but... You know, since he's one of the hottest teams in the league, and last year it legitimately felt like Burrow was going to get killed out there, and it did not feel like that yesterday at all. And it, and allowed it felt him, like that at the beginning of the season a yeah, little bit. Yeah, you know, with the with this offensive line, no question. One thing that's really telling about an offense is their ability to succeed on third down. These guys are forty eight percent on third down; they're third in the league. Yeah, which tells you a lot about Joe getting the ball out. But that offensive line is keeping a clean pocket, and they stayed committed to the run game. Like this was beating the Titans at their game. You know, they stayed committed to the run game because they wanted those third and manageables. They weren't in them early, and uh, it took until I think they hit Hayden Hurst on a chunk to actually mm-hmm. get on the other full side of the field. Yeah, chunk. full extension. He had a nice, he had a nice game. But the the throws I would I would mention were, you know, the Higgins back shoulder throw, the the Irwin throw. Um, who was a child actor, by the way? Yeah, they mentioned that. That was yeah. crazy. Bengals home for the Chiefs next week. We talked big. about Dolphins, Niners, Bengals, Chiefs is another it's good gonna one. It's going to be enormous. Big, big, big. Hey, and and we haven't mentioned that the Titans would have had a shot to probably tie the game or win it with a two pointer, which the we saw man. twice. 
but you can't hit the center on a field goal. He's the hollow man, Kevin Strong. Come on, man. He's the hollow man. I mean, like the game's over in an instant. It's also goddamn coaching too. I mean, like we give Mike Vrabel a lot of credit, but like whoever the special teams coach is there, I mean, um, unfortunately, I think he actually used to coach me. No, that's the guy on the Raiders. Uh, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. You know, special teams coaches, they get around. You'll just see people like on the sideline and be like, oh, he's there? <laughs> yeah. It's a guy named Andy, who's my, my dude from St. Louis. He was like an assistant run game coordinator, and I look at him yesterday, and he's talking to Pete Carroll. Like, they're just talking during the game. I'm like, what does he do now? He's an offensive line coach. But, yeah, I think uh, special teams coach, whoever it is in Tennessee, needs to tell these guys that. And if And if he did, then this is even worse. I mean, it's something you, you, you it's something you go over every year in camp. But after that, um, need we be reminded? You don't run over the the, the snapper. Mm. Craig Aukerman, oh, protected player, Cowboy. guys. We could have just let him go. Hey, I'm sure he's had a great season up until we want to give him um, his roses. Now, Craig, of the Craig's probably not going to hear this because fucking, who, how would that happen? But like, you know, Craig uh, might be sitting there saying, "Well, that's unfair." That's unfair. I but told when, him. Yeah. Well, when a player makes a heads up play, uh, you know, you get credit and you get you, you get blamed when it, when a guy does something really boneheaded too. Hey, you can Craig, tell him again. Craig, Randy look, Randy Bullock looked great on those field goals. And yeah. I, I wish the uh, Shudak, somebody named Shudak, looked great on those I didn't mean to say the man's goals. name. Okay. How about that Chargers game? You seemed to enjoy that yesterday. Yeah, I guess. They're that was dangerous. cool. Chargers, cool. Don't, don't know where my notes are. Um Chargers? No, they're not dangerous. They're not dangerous because they're fucking wasting Justin Herbert. They're just wasting him. Like, they can play up to anybody's level. You know, they're going to have the Dolphins in two weeks. They'll probably play up to the Dolphins' level. They might beat the Dolphins. That should be make for great TV. Emmanuel Acho, social media quarterback, the whole thing. <laughs> you know, the, the Herbert and Tua, yeah. just get it out of here. Uh, that'll be the bad part of that game. But the Chargers play up to everybody, and this was Herbert's 12th game-winning drive in 43 games. Did I read that right? Is that a fucking typo? I mean, that's he, – he's so he, – he almost threw a pick on a deflection, uh, you know, yesterday. There was an errant throw. He, he actually played really well. I mean, late in the game, there were a couple near misses, uh, but they're not type of things where after they happen – you feel like fuck, man. My ass, my ass is clenched the entire drive. Like I just am confident that he's going to make the throw that he has to make in crunch time. And when you see a, a stat like twelfth game winning drive in 40, 43 games, and their his his record is like five hundred, what does that say about the Chargers, man? Mm. Well, and they, it yeah. it also says um, they've trailed by ten or more points at some point in the first half of each of their last four victories. Um, they were down 14 nothing against the Browns, 10-0 against Denver, Atlanta, and Arizona. Denver, Atlanta, Arizona. That's not a murderer's row either. They clapped no. back. They had, I think they had two touchdowns in the second quarter yesterday. And then, and then you look at the turnovers, two turnovers for the Cardinals, zero for the Chargers. That's preached so much, and it's like the basics of football. It's like take care of the football, and if anything else, take care of it. The game's named after it. Kyle, the game, yeah, it's, yeah exactly. And, and, you know, like – the first 15 for a lot of teams, it was like yesterday, Trevor Simeon was dicing up the Jets. <laughs> and I was like, get him off the first 15. Yeah. Like, get the, give me Trevor Simeon off script here. You know, give me that coordinator, Luke Getze, who's a real good coordinator, adjusting with Trevor Simeon. The Chargers, man, like, 
Their first couple drives were awful. Like the first half was, uh, they, they made a lot of mistakes. They made mistakes offensively. They made them defensively. Derwin James was a real bright spot. He, I mean, he kept them in the game. I mean, there was a fourth and one, which Kyler Murray obviously talked about after the game. He said, schematically, we're fucked. Now, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, even though I do think he's backing the bus up over somebody. Um, you know, schematically, they were fucked because I think a wide receiver lined up wrong. I think it was an RPO. I think wide receiver lined up wrong. It was like a panic throw to D-hop, and Derwin James came down with it. Nonetheless, you know, maybe maybe run the ball. You've been gashing them. I know they loaded the box, and if they had given that RPO, uh, the edges would have blown it up. But, like, you had been gashing them. You know, and that defense, Brandon Staley is is a defensive football coach. So, you know, that, that two-point conversion might have been smooth like chocolate milk. Uh, but the defense wasn't smooth like chocolate milk at all. Like chocolate milk. Defense is like oat milk. That's telling. <laughs> defense is like oat milk. Never had oat milk. Any good? Uh, I had uh, I had Kate's oat milk latte. I tasted it once. And it tastes way, way different. Bases. It tastes way different. Yeah, different. I'm not into it. Different. I'm, I'm going to stick to cream. You get used to it at, at drink number two. Well, all I'm saying is the defense has to stop the fucking run. You know, they missed a the tackle on the big D hop touchdown. Uh, they had 12 men on the field on a third down. They gave them basically a conversion. You know, early in the game, Herbert's getting blasted. He, you know, he's getting hit by every white defensive end over six, seven in the entire country. It was JJ Watt, and then and then dr- drugstore JJ Watt, uh, whoever the other guy is. Allen. Everybody except for Dean Lowry. Allen had like three sacks, man. So Herbert, like, he's just got to swim upstream so hard to win these games, man. And I'm not giving him excuses because when he makes a poor throw. I do think he could be better at, 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 at reading the hot in some of these situations. They could be better at giving him a hot, a hot um, option out of the backfield or something quick because when he gets blitzed sometimes, you know, it's just kind of like a tick late. But I will say this. I, I, I don't think the Chargers are dangerous. I'll probably end up eating my words, and I'll be happy I'm doing it because I really like Justin Herbert because I, think, I don't think they're maximizing him. I just don't think the teams – They I, need to give the ball to Austin Eckler – Everything's a check more. down. They need to give him the ball in, in terms of a handoff. Five more. carries. They need to just give him the ball, dude. When you give him the ball, he makes yards, and it'll take the pressure off Justin Herbert. It'll protect your investment, and it'll open up your passing game. Healthy Mike Williams would help, too, because he trusts him. Yeah, it's a, that's a big deal. Yeah. And, and, and you know, the, the big chunk throws happen more with Mike on the field. Eckler was huge down the stretch, including the screen to get him down that lo- in the low red. That was a... That was a really good drive, but again, Macon, I don't know if you have any issue with this, but you know Simmons sacks. Uh, Simmons sacks. Uh, by the way, it was Simmons who got beat on the the Everett. Simmons got beat on the touchdown and the two point. I know. Ish. Yeah. So Simmons had the sack uh, with two fifty four left. They don't punt until two twenty, and that was a no brainer punt situation. They lost a few seconds. In that situation, I was thinking about you. Um, you know what Brandon Staley did do was what? he called timeout on the right side of the two minute warning, which I really appreciate. On the on the on the back side of it. On the on the high on side. On the high side of on it. On the high side, Great. there was two eleven left. Kyler was sacked to allow for, uh, and and they had two timeouts. Yeah. And so you call it two. We were talking 11, about that upstairs at, at last two night. Two minutes as well. So call it three timeouts. You want to call it on the, on, on the side. north side. Yeah, got it. Saves more time. You guys are so, some regular. So um, if you have enough timeouts, the defense though, as much as I've shit on him for not being able to stop the run in the first half, you know, they pin the Cardinals back three times at the end of the ball game, like like pin them back with punts and that sort of thing. 
and you definitely take away an offense's right hand, so to speak, when they're backed up, but you should be able to pick up a first down. You know, any first down would have done for the Cardinals at this point, like the way the game was. They were moving the ball at will. Um, they punted with 10 to go, with seven to go, with two minutes to go. Three possessions, they took 340 in, in, in time of possession. And the Chargers, it just felt like a game they were destined to lose, which is maybe part of the reason why you go for two. Mm-hmm. You know, because they, they were just, they couldn't get out of their own way. Uh, and, and the decision, sure, hated it when it when it was made because I was like, fuck, we're, I'm going to lose this bet in spectacular fashion. Yeah, also at the Chargers money line. <laughs> Thank God, a money line. Uh, but that two-point conversion, man, I mean, it was just automatic. It was automatic. And it just makes you, it, it, it's, if I'm a defender and I hear they're going for two, I'm not even going to lie. That's not a situation I want. No. You know how everybody's like, oh, I want to make the play. I want to be the – if I'm on defense and Justin Herbert's trotting out there to go for two, I don't feel good about our chances. Well, it's like a first 15 situation. There's only so many defenses you guys can trot out really? there yep. on the field in a goal line or short yardage situation. We're especially, ready, for, ready for any of them. Especially now, if this had happened in the 80s, teams would be running like lead. They come up with a play with a and there's a check, depending then, on what you're in. It wasn't a legal play in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, no two-point conversions. No, there. definitely advantage No, I know. Offense. So what I'm saying, if this was the 80s – the play style yeah, would have been yeah, so yeah. much more easy to digest for a defender. We would have sat Lead. there and been like, okay, like an Oklahoma drill. But now it's, Lead. you know, as a defensive lineman, you're just spreading me out. And all I can do is is kind of play patty cake because we're afraid of Justin Herbert tucking it. And then the outflanks. That's where a lot of touchdowns yep. happen. Yep. So big win for the Chargers. But I don't know if they're dangerous, Kyle. Well, maybe it maybe – Include Austin Eckler more in the run and they're more dangerous. Yeah. And maybe it Get Mike Williams back and change the offense Change completely. in the opening script. To Reed's point, being down 10 nothing, 10 nothing, 10 nothing, 14 nothing, And in this game, they went 12 plays, 11 yards, three punts. It was terrible. Start. That script needs to change. It was terrible. You need to get Luke Getze's script. No, I know. Just go steal it. Yeah. Hey, Bobby, Luke. Bobby Boucher. Sound the cannons for the Cardinals. Their season's done. Oh, sound the cannons. Yeah, we should we should, we should, should blow the Hunger Game whistle for the, the Cardinals. So go ahead and do that because I think schematically they're fucked. And they're fucked. Who else are we blowing the cannons for real quick before we get to Browns and Jags? Probably the Packers if we want to talk about the Eagles game. We should. Hey, the Eagles, I'm going to be brief about the Eagles game. I know some people are going to be like, oh, well, you know, we got to talk about it more. Stop the run. Like, stop the run, man. Like, hey, you get, hey, when, like I said, it was, it was checks, or whether they were called run plays, like that was a problem last night. That was a problem last night. And the, the Eagles offense, listen, Jalen Hurts just put himself squarely um, in the top three. I mean, he's been probably consensus top three to five in the MVP race. Like, he's right in there now. You know, that, that, that game, they don't win that game if it's not for him. He bailed them out of trouble early, and they needed that 14, 13 nothing cushion because – Rodgers came fucking firing back, and you could not tell he was hurt. You know, I thought he was playing possum. I thought, yes, I thought this week, the reason I gave the Packers out on uh, catching seven on our little pick'em thing, which sucked anyways, um, is because Rodgers is talking about his thumb being broken. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Uh, no, yeah, uh, Brian Windhorst. Why would you do that, Kyle? Why would you talk about being hurt when you're confident it's not going to affect your play? Yeah. 
when we're out of the woods now, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about being hurt and I'm going to go torch the Eagles. Or I'm going to make excuses for why I'm playing like shit. One of those two things. Well, I think it was more like, hey, I feel. Uh, but if you're the, asking me, that's thumb, what I would say. Well, he was I'm hurt. Okay. But it's true, though. But you know what? It's true, though. You know, like, to be fair, you know, it's. It's a broken thumb. It's not like it can get hurt that much. Where it's not like telling a guy that you got a bad MCL on your right leg. Okay, people are gonna really try to. Yeah, I don't know. But it's a thumb, man. Like mm -hmm. good luck fucking me up worse on purpose. Yeah. Okay, like I'm a tomahawk on the ball and that sort of thing. But it's it's one of those things where he hasn't been playing well, and it is good to know that it is a broken thumb because he has a future in football. And I don't want people thinking he's washed because I want the Giants or the Jets going out and getting this guy or the Patriots. Like I want to see. A fun shakeup, and I know that like some Eagles fans are like, "Hey, not during the break breakdown. Don't get him in division in the NFC East." But you know, like, I, I have no problem with letting people know. But when you let people know, I think when you're Aaron Rodgers, like everything's calculated, and you know, like you feel good. Mm -hmm. And he was good for the first two, three quarters. He was fucking lethal to the point where it was like, it was scary. Remember when the Bears went up big, twenty-one nothing in Week One? Khalil Max coming out party for Chicago. Aaron Rodgers went into the locker room injured. He came back out in the second half and diced us up and yeah. won the game. That yeah. was what it felt like last night. It was like, ah, he's back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's back. And then they, they kept hitting him, and I think he had a rib thing or the, something. The yeah, he might have a – yeah, they were saying punctured lung potentially or he, something. He couldn't carry his own suitcase after the game reportedly. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I hear he doesn't carry his suitcase after games. I heard he had his lungs removed. What would you think of Jordan Love? I think – Hey, listen, it's, it's, I know why they went in to score that touchdown. I know why it was so important. I mean, they're not only trying to win the game, but like, it's really good to have some Jordan, you, some, yeah. well, some Jordan Love tape, yes. you know, some leverage, you know. With, and for with, people who made fun of the Jordan Love pick, right? It's not a big deal, Kyle. It's one drive. Eagles are in soft coverage. But people have roasted them for that pick for years now, and he gets to go out and show. And they get to show their hand with Jordan Love. Victory lap for them. A one-quarter victory lap. Warm up lap. the tires. Well, hopefully. I mean, like, maybe they think he's the future. Maybe, like, you don't know. And I don't have friends on the Packers that I pepper about, like, the truth. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if maybe in that building they think, like, the elephant in the room is that, hey, this kid's good enough to play. Yeah. You know, um, which would be a cool elephant in the room. It would be a great elephant in the room because I think you could get a big haul for Rodgers. Mm -hmm. A big haul for Rodgers. Look at what Rod. That's a win-win for them last night, except for the fact that they lost. So they get they get some love on tape, and love looks really good. You know, just hey, run Watson across the formation. He's they run awesome. this. They run like a deep <laughs> over over top. Like they should just do this so the cows come home. Fucking clear people out. Two three man routes. You know, catch them in man. Get some fucking poor safety or linebacker running sideways across the field and he's just With before you know turns. it you're chasing him yeah this big son of a bitch so like hey if that's what jordan love has to do in this offense and they can run the football like they can watch out watch out in <laughs> 23 roger which, signed which a three-year 150 million dollar extension in march yeah the money's the problem the money is the problem, and the team would have to... There's ways around it, yeah. Make You saying they can't trade him, or you just saying this? Yeah, that's an intimation. Yeah, I think they can trade him. Probably so. To a team that, yeah, they would take on his contract, right? Right. Yeah. How old do you think Jordan Love is? 26. 27. 24. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, it's still young. The night I love is young that. for Jordan Love. So, uh, so, yeah, I mean, the Eagles were awesome, man. The Eagles were awesome offensively. They were not awesome defensively. This is one of those games on defense where you get... You, you feel like you got beat, even though you won.
like I know the moods are not great. And it w- the worst part was they didn't even make a stand to finish the game. Like that's the hard part. When you go back into a locker room, like if you you know sack fumble or something like that, close the door. At least you close the door. But when the game ends on an onside kick because you gave up, you know, a Jordan Love touchdown drive, that kind of just feels shitty. So the Eagles, they got to get it figured out in the run game. They really do. Adding those, adding those guys are great when you're in five down, basically when you've got the you know three big bodies in there and a in a in a zero and two threes and and you got two guys two big bodies outside setting the edge. But when you got four down, you got to stop the run. Yeah. So. Uh, Kel- like Kelsey got a down. game ball, got on TV last night. Kelsey and Hertz, real wholesome shit. Hertz was great last night. He was off script. He wasn't at the podium. He was out there with Melissa Stark. Mm-hmm. He hit the curveball well. He said, yeah, we beat the GOAT, but I am praying for him. Hmm. <laughs> Can I give my game ball to Jason Kelsey? It's yeah. funny. He called him the GOAT. He's an innovator. Um he redefines what it means to be a center. I now think I, I now think they should change it to center back because he likes to run the football as well. Well, kids on that, uh, that sneak. Yeah. I mean, that's I've never seen a center snap it to himself. Yeah, he does. And it he all. was like, "Just make sure you're touching my ass, and they'll count it." <laughs> and uh, Chris Collinsworth is like, "That's a, that's what we call a double cheek push." I just love Jason Kelsey's willingness to say. Nobody else is going to move until I move. You know the snap count is when I move, you guys move. Yeah, there yeah, is yeah. no snap count. Yep. yep. Jordan Davis that. can come off IR next week. Jordan Davis could come off IR next week. That could really help. But stopping the run is also I, – I, I don't want to get too into like I'm on the team or something. You know, get frustrated about stopping the run, man. <laughs> You're going to have to do that. You're going to have to do that. Let's okay. Hit, let's hit the Tampa Bay game. What was bigger loss for them, losing the game or losing Tristan Wirfs? Losing Tristan Wirfs, if it's serious. They're, they're going to be in this thing to the last game, no matter what. First place. But if they, but if they, lost, if they lost Tristan Wirfs, I mean, the, the, you, you can, they're not even going to win a playoff game. They can't win a playoff game. You know, because there's too many rushers. Yeah, there's too many rushers, and then you know, you took Brady's interior. You know, he at least feels like he can get people. Although Miles Garrett single-handedly won them the game, not single-handedly. You know, they have him backed up. You know, on that before that fourth and ten touchdown to Njoku, the reason they're able to get the ball back is because because Miles Garrett beats Donovan uh, Smith. You know, whether it was third and four where Brady turned into Brett Favre uh, in overtime with a chance to win that game and flicks the ball forward. There's a hands to the face because Miles Garrett's beating Donovan Smith. The very next play, it's fourth and or third and fourteen. He gets chipped. I mean, he won on a three-man rush at the ten-yard line, backed up. He got chipped on his next sack. That's like the big. That's the biggest no-no in O line is giving up a sack in a three-man rush. Yeah, well, they did, and then that's they the biggest him, no-no, and they couldn't stop him. So you know, like Brady, I don't, I, you know, like they can't run the ball. They can't, they can't close games out. If you look at Rashard White, four carries, forty-eight yards the first quarter, and now a lot of that was because of a thirty-yard run. Second quarter, one carry for minus one yards. Third quarter, four carries for one yard or eleven yards. Uh, fourth quarter, three carries for zero yards. Overtime, two carries for six yards. So, like, they can't – I know they, they got other backs, but they can't run the ball. They can't close games out. And, you know, it took me fucking three months to see a Julio Jones reverse, I feel like. <laughs> I saw one yesterday. Like, this offense, the way it's designed, I know Bruce Arians is like uh, persona non grata there a little bit, even though they won a Super Bowl last year. Like, their offense has gone backwards. And I know they have players out, and we kind of predicted this, but you can't even close the Browns out. You know what I mean? You can't close the Browns out. 
You're up 17-10 the entire second half, and Brady's got to hit that throw to Godwin. You know, he's got Godwin wide open at the 30, up seven points. Like, that'll do it, 20-10. And then you let Njoku, fuck Dwight Clark's the catch. <laughs> okay, I saw it in real time yesterday, the best catch I've ever seen. I'm being hyperbolic, but so are all 49ers fans and NFL historians. <laughs> Dwight Clark's catch is, like, cool, but the catch? Way more catches have happened. Njoku, that was 25%. How did they get 25%? Uh, probability to catch that ball should be like five percent. We got a All John Brinkus sports science that. Yeah, and I had the fucking at the Bucks. Breaking news: Worfs expected to miss three to four weeks. Okay, so they're in trouble. Can I tell you something it's about the hard Bucks offense? That's That'll frustrating, be Saints, Chris. Saints, Niners, what? Bengals. So when you have a quarterback that can move well now you see all the implementation of the RPO and the RPR that we were hearing about from Chris Collinsworth last night. You can't. You don't have the luxury of doing that with Tom Brady, so you need to rely on the basic running game of gap scheme and inside zone gives. Yep. And if it's not working out, then so many so many uh, pages of your playbook are out of the playbook when yeah. you don't have a mobile quarterback. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I have to look around and see if everybody's run game. That you know, he's the he's the slowest quarterback. I'm just in the saying league. it's another layer. Yeah, that it you is can another layer. On. It is. And if you have to hit the change up every once in a while, you don't have it. But this offense is just abysmal. It's abysmal. Yeah. Like you got, White, you got Tom Brady. You got the greatest quarterback of all time, who's not washed. Although he missed throws to Evans yesterday, and he missed that throw that could have put him out, put that game out of reach. But you're gonna tell me your ceiling is what you saw yesterday against the fucking Cleveland Browns? Rashad White was 14 for 64. That's almost five a tote. And yeah, 35 nine, yards on one of them. And nine catches. Did you see that? Good call. 35 yeah. on one of them. So, but still, so 13 for 30. More dynamic than, than Fournette. Yeah, you've been trying to trade Fournette since I, the trade deadline. Yeah, and everybody in the goddamn He's league. He's built for the – his running style is built for the offense that they possessed prior to injury this year. I mean, it's just uh, the the Bucks are not a, a contender, dude. Like, I, I'm not overreacting. We're not. It's not like I've been riding the wave. It's not like one week I'm saying, yeah, they could get it together. I don't think the Bucks are going to get get it together. Right now, it would be Dallas Cowboys at Tampa Bay Bucks in the first round of the playoffs. At, Ooh. Tampa Bay Bucks. <laughs> Bing the, bong the division winner. If they get worse back, they can win a playoff game. That's it. Somebody said, "I'm gonna." Good thing the fans in Tampa aren't fucking insane. <laughs> It's just a South Florida thing. Stephen J. Yeah, Stephen J. Yeah, running down JPP in the in the tunnel, oh my doing God. selfie videos. God bless him. Fox close with three winnables: Cardinals, Panthers, Falcons. They lost. Panthers. Hey, listen. Winnables. Panthers. Watch they out. They could be hosting. They're all, they're all winnables now. They're all winnables now in the NFL. What happened to any given Sunday? Okay. How all about right, the, the Ravens fucking, game? Are they? Are the Ravens? Are they a contender? They lost the, as well. The Ravens are a contender. The Ravens are a contender. Uh, the Ravens tell me yesterday was awful. And the red zone, the red zone stuff is terrible. And Lamar's not playing well. Like, okay, you can tell me Lamar hit one of the best throws of his entire career yesterday. That ball on the left sideline. Uh it was like sixty yard bomb to Deshaun Jackson. You know, didn't underthrow Deshaun Jackson. It was great. Even old Deshaun Jackson. 35. Run. He had to lay out for it almost. Yeah. He really had to reach. Yeah. And it was a beautiful throw. Across the field, too. It was a beautiful throw. But you can't miss that first opportunity to touchdown. You, every game, how many times do we have to say this shit? When you're playing a team that is not your caliber, especially on the road, and you have an opportunity to get six the first drive or the first opportunity you have to score, and he overthrows that ball on the right sideline to Robinson. 
Okay, they end up with three, right? Because that was the story of the day. But there's your opportunity. Like, that's it. Jump these guys. When you let teams hang around in the NFL, especially at home, if they're physical and they're motivated like the Jaguars play, like, that's you're in for a long fucking day. And uh, and that was it. I mean, you look at their, their red zone opportunities. I mean, the, the first couple drives, I think, you know, they uh, they they missed that opportunity. They kick a field goal. They had a the next one, game. They, got, they, they have a drop in the end zone. They have Robinson drops the ball in the end zone. Yep, like getting Lamar back. And, and it would have it would have been overthrowing. Him. Yeah, so we've I'll got we've got the drop here. It would have been like if this if this pass is completed, it ends up looking like a Patrick Mahomes highlight, and this is all we're talking about, like an absolute dart back of the end zone. Yep. Demarcus Robinson can't, you know, ironically came from Kansas City, can't come down with it. So and yeah, I mean, like that's the, the story. That's the story. Should of the be fourteen Ravens. nothing. It should be fourteen nothing. And I see why Lamar's mad on social media. Well, be on different pieces for the trade deadline. And yeah, constantly in the red zone. If you, they're so bad on first down. But Mark in the red Andrews zone. had a drop too, and he's Mister Reliable for them. So it's like it's kind well, of a that theme. Was it. Andrews had a drop, on, and they scored on that possession. They actually got six on that possession. But, but you were theme. like again, yeah. <laughs> you know, so like whatever they're doing in the red zone, and I think you know you would think oh they got a good tight end in the red zone. They got a, a mobile quarterback in the red zone. Things we always attribute to being good in the red zone, like Jalen Hurts is good in the red zone because he's big and strong and can run. Josh Allen's good in the red zone because he's big and strong and run. Lamar's big and strong and he run. He put on fucking 30 pounds in the offseason. Okay? He's got one of the best tight ends in the league. Like, that should be a good red zone team. And yet they're terrible. They're, they they're take the ball out third. of his hand too often in the red zone. They, they hand it off too often. And maybe that's my the opinion. case, Kyle. One of four last week, and you then this the, week it cost them the game. You have the best player. You have the best athlete on the field, bar none. And the best way for a defense to win is to take him out of the game. And if the other offense gets the ball to somebody else, he's out of the game. I don't know if they can't. They're they're not stretching. Well, it's hard. It's hard to stretch the field in the red zone. But I don't know if people aren't getting the separation they need to get or what. Like, but you know, uh, I, I looked last night. Okay, Baltimore, as opposed to Philly. Okay. Uh, Baltimore three yards, three point one nine yards per play on first down. Okay, uh, two point five seven yards per pass on first down in the red zone. If you look at Philly, they're a whole yard better per play on first down, and that's what I'm looking at. Because when I look at first down, like that, that'll get you off to a good start. Because when they're in third and short in the red Stay zone, they, they get it. You know, when they're off schedule in the red zone, they don't they don't pick it up. And I'm looking at first down, and I'm looking at like that's the difference in the best of the league. It's just a yard. But it's a big yard, and it's a yard and a half on pass plays. Four yards, of, four yards of play uh, on pass plays for the Eagles on first down in the red zone, as opposed to two point five for Baltimore. And so, you know, I'm looking at Baltimore, and I'm saying, can I call them a contender? Because you would think, to be a contender, you have to capitalize on these on these four point plays, right? But it's not necessarily true. The Niners uh, in 2021 were a top red zone offense, okay? But in 2021, the Bengals ranked 17th and the Rams were 15th. So they were middle of the road, and those were the two teams in the Super Bowl. And in 2020, uh, the Packers were a top red zone offense, okay? But the Bucks ranked 7th and the Chiefs ranked 14th. So, you know, like the Bucks ended up winning that one. Mm-hmm. So in 2019, Titans were the top red zone offense, Chiefs were the 20th, and the Niners were the 21st. So, like, those are some of the best teams in the leagues in those respective years, and it's a mixed bag. So maybe they don't have to solve this problem, but they're leaving a lot of money on the table, in the words of Jalen Hurts, and they're blowing leads, dude. They've blown leads all fucking year. They're the only team ever to have a record like this 
and blow, what was it? Uh, Four teams in NFL history have led by more than one possession in each of their first 11 games. The 42 Bears, they were 11-0. The 2009 Saints, 11-0. 2011 Packers, 11-0. This year's Ravens, 7-4. and Yep. And a lot of that is Jimmy's and Joe's, I think. Devin DuVernay, Demarcus Robinson. I agree. Deshaun Jackson is not A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. That's what I'm Philly. saying. You yep. know, you get in the red zone, like, you need players, man. Yep. You can't just be Mark Andrews and Gus Edwards in a fucking cloud of dust, dude. Rashad Bateman was on IR before the trade deadline. And a Doug Peterson uh, appreciation tweet here, you know. I just uh, love the confidence that I'm seeing from Trevor Lawrence. The, you know, the Brothers Jones that aren't brothers that. Um, coming up with huge catches, a huge uh, – out route on the on the two point conversion there from Trevor Lawrence. That's such a high confidence ball in your quarterback, your young quarterback, and your receiver to win uh, a walk off. And Doug Peterson obviously loves his young quarterback as well. And the Jags, uh, they had been zero and eleven against teams entering the game with uh, who were four plus games over five hundred in the last five years. Hmm. And they go yeah. out and get thirty eight rushing yards. Still win the game. ETN dinged. ETN dinged. Hasty, though. Big touchdown outside. Like, Marcus Peters got picked on. Um, they, We hadn't talked about Trevor Lawrence, really. I mean, like, we should give him his flowers on this game because he was really good in the second half. You know, he was throwing to so many Joneses. I mean, <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, it's hard. I'm, I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, uh, Zay Jones is the one that that, uh, that caught two big balls on those two respective late drives in the into the red zone, like, and then, and then, obviously, getting the shin down or whatever the fuck that shin, was. Shin. Yeah, I didn't even. Know I that. learned something. No, I mean, I knew, but like, I didn't know it could be like, the, technically, the space right above the side of your ankle. Yeah, is the shin. Ankle. You know, I thought it was the side of my leg. You know, they need to clean that up a little bit. Uh, Tibialis. Yeah, Tibialis. But because I, I was convinced, you know, the the the, the Ravens were going to win that game when I first saw it. But those throws were awesome that he made down the stretch. And the, and it wasn't a – you know how, like I said earlier, Justin Herbert, like there was a tip ball, there was almost a pick. Trevor Lawrence, when he almost throws a pick, it scares the fuck out of me. I'm like, don't throw it again. And he had a, a near pick at the end of that game, but the, he just kept he just kept shooting, shoot or shoot, and he, he was he was great, man. And, um, and Doug Peterson, you know what I love about him? Some coaches, you ask them, like, hey, what, what goes into – that decision, like, well, you know, well, uh, let me show you all my math, and I'm so fucking smart. Doug Peterson was like, well, the guys liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> guys want to go for two. <laughs> Love it. I want to play for that guy. I'm driving a, a, a you know, a, a billion-dollar automobile. Uh, not a billion, the Jaguars. I'm letting the passengers figure it out. And, and just, hey, where do you want to go? You need beef jerky and dip? Yeah, five stars. You need some Zen? <laughs> Fuck it. By the way, I think Zen keeping me awake at night. Yeah. <laughs> Nicotine all day keeps you awake at night. Can if you're craving it at night. I don't uh, dip within 30 minutes of bedtime. Oh, I dip every night before bedtime, and I go to sleep like. It literally a, keeps us awake in meetings. It's it, uh, my body clock's all fucked up. All right, so yeah, more on the body clock later. The best moments in a sports fan's life are in football season. I'm not talking about September. I'm not talking about the first week in October. I'm not even talking about the second week in October. I'm talking about when it gets colder, the temperature drops, the games get bigger, the hits get harder, and you can curl up and watch some meaningful football. I like to do it with a Miller Lite from the fridge and a cold frosty mug from the freezer. Frosty mug, meat, 
a cold, beautiful can of Miller Lite from my fridge. That's teamwork. We come together, we can make a great play out there. And the, and the best play to make on a Sunday is a nice cold Miller Lite and a frosty mug at home. That's my favorite thing. Maybe a fire in the fireplace. Yeah, now we're talking. But Miller Lite, it's an original and it's more than that. It's been a fan favorite since 1975. The best part, no matter how your team plays, Miller Lite is always a winner. The perfect beer for Sundays. I gave you the, the hot tip. Having that frosty mug is a lot like having home field advantage. I mean, like, it just makes everything better for your boy and your boy's friends who file in every Sunday to enjoy cold, ice-cold Miller Lite uh, at, at, at my house. I mean, we have a lot of people over, and I got to have the Miller Lite stocked up. A lot of light beer cuts back on the most crucial ingredient, flavor. Just 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving. Miller Lite, quick on its feet. Heavy hitting on flavor. No wonder it's been MVP from day one. This football season, enjoy the sweet taste of victory with Miller Lite, the original light beer. Find it pretty much anywhere beer is sold. Go to MillerLite.com slash Greenlight for delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. If you're here in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. Sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $25, get $50 in free bets. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't turn that down. Don't pass that up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. How about best of the rest, Jets versus Chicago? Oh, lone bright spot. Winner. Yeah, winner. Jack Sanborn appreciation tweet. 15 tackles, Chicago native, Wisconsin Badger, filling mm. in for Roquan the last few weeks. Hey, it's Luke the Fickle. lone bright spot. That's a great hire. Luke Fickle. It's a great hire by the Badgers. Congratulations. It's a great hire. I know nothing about Luke Fickle. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Luke Cincinnati. Fickle, that is a great hire. Matt Rule might a be a games. better hire. I don't know. We'll ask Nicole Auerbach in a couple minutes. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Nice. It's a good okay, so, so Robert Sala, no rain gear. Just a hoodie. Alpha. <laughs> Just getting wet. Bro, I think his bald head was just getting <laughs> precipitated on. There's no repellent in that hoodie. Guys, total fucking man out there with no rain gear. Zach Wilson, dry. Robert Sala has <laughs> never asked for directions. Never. Why would he? He's all man. Knows where he's going. He's all man. Figure it out. Yeah. He'll figure it out. Uh, Jets Bears in the first half, bro. And when I say I had, uh, you know, a lot on the Jets uh, money line, I'll say a lot. I got it into some guy on Twitter. He was like, hey, grow some balls and bet the Jets. My, I said, bro, this is literally riskier. <laughs> He's like, doesn't seem like it. I'm like, let me break this down for you. <laughs> the odds are minus 300 something. Yep. Okay. Because on my way into work, I heard that Nathan Peterman <laughs> was starting. That turned out to be a lie. <laughs> Uh, the DNA test said that it was Trevor Simeon. 
Not if Nathan Peterman, Peterman got hurt. David Montgomery was in line <laughs> to be the emergency quarterback. Yeah, that would have been great. I would have a put, lot of fun. I would have put so Dude. much. I would have put an irresponsible amount of funds on that. All right, so I mean, like when they went back shoulder to Claypool on Sauce Gardner in the red zone, and then Reed got dunked on by Pringle. Like I was fucking shook, petrified, and, and I know Jets fans were too because you're like, God damn it, we just blew up the the second pick. Like we just blew up, <laughs> we just exploded him, right? We're like, yeah, you can't play here anymore. And then the new guy, Mike White, comes out, and you're down to the fucking Bears and Trevor Simeon, and Getsy's carving you up. By the way, I love that Luke Getsy. Um, but you know they made some big plays, and uh, you know when Man dropped the field goal, did you see the holder? Of course, you saw the holder drop the field goal. It was like the rain was turning on and off. There were Buffalo Wild Wings in this game, dude. Truman Show. Yeah, it was the Truman Show out there. Bring the rain. Yeah. Hey, I uh, I woke up my daughter this morning and she said, "More rain." And then we opened we opened up her shade and then she said, "No more rain." <laughs> yeah. Well, thank God it's over because the bears in the rain she scared the shit out. out of me. Yeah. Do the bears in the rain scare her too? Uh, because every time the bears show up in a rain game spot. They they play above their heads and I forgot about that. Niners. Remember the Niners? Yeah. And then there was another one too in, in, in during the year where bear weather. The, yeah, it's just bear weather. Moment of silence for Darnell Mooney. Moment of silence for Eddie Jackson. Both injured at MetLife. Goddamn, Kyle. Thank okay. you. <laughs> I All didn't right. really execute that moment okay. of silence. White Mike to Garrett Wilson, fifty-four yards. Oh, that was, that felt so good. That felt so good. All right, yeah, good for the Jets, man. I don't know if Mike White's down. the guy going forward. Do you play Mike White going forward? Yes. You got to play him until he doesn't play well. This is be- this sure. is a hot. See hand how he team fares now. against a real defense. This is legitimately a hot hand. Hold on. Hey, hold hold on a minute, player. I think it is a bit of overreaction Monday. I think Zach Wilson is still the guy, honestly. But uh, you have to test the waters with Mike White against a real team and some stiffer competition defensively before you can really make a long term season decision. Zach Wilson, Mike White, total manifestation of the guy she told you not to worry about meme. Yes. Guy looks like he drives a Honda Civic. You know? The juxtaposition of... And he's just picking your girl not, up. Not, but not banging any of your mom's friends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because he's focused on winning football games. So the Jets' current passing touchdown uh, stats. Joe Flacco, five touchdowns in three games. Zach Wilson, four touchdowns, seven games. Mike White, three touchdowns in 39 minutes. Mm. Also, QBs to throw three touchdowns and average nine yards per attempt in two of their four career starts. Kurt Warner, Patrick Mahomes, Mike White. Who was the Patriots in the rain? That's who it was. It was the Niners. It was the Patriots in the rain. It, Mike White in the rain, three touchdowns. Big hands. 6'5", 220 out of Western Kentucky. Is he 6'5", 220? That's right. Yeah, deceptively Him and Joe so. Flacco are just walking With around. With a real close crop. Close crop. Yeah. Dude's a stud. Mike White, hot or not, Make? Um, Not, unfortunately. <laughs> The guy, hey, the guy she told you not to worry about, but that, that's coming from a not hot guy. So yeah. you know, game recognized game. Okay, uh, cool. What 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 else is there? Raiders Seahawks. Oh fuck! Walk off. Walk off. Seahawks, man. Needed that. Can't Seahawks. stop the run right now. The hey, listen, the like a Pac twelve team. Yeah, honestly, it was like a Pac twelve game, and uh, you know, Josh Jacobs finished the game with you know a million yards, but eighty two of them came in overtime. Uh, 
I don't know, man. The, the Seahawks might want to get this thing shored up. For sure. Uh, uh, Especially if they want to be serious. Uh, Jacobs had never had a touchdown run longer than 28 yards. Um, and this was kind of reminiscent of the Raiders' Bo Jackson untouched long touchdown against the Seahawks at the Kingdom in 1987. Devontae Adams' catch was unbelievable. The Kingdom. And it opens the door for the Niners, who took care of business. Like, the Niners played a bad team. The, the Seahawks played a bad team. The, the, the Niners took care of business. The Seahawks did not. They let them hang around and hang around and hang around. And they couldn't get stops late. They couldn't get stops late. There was a, a fumble in this game that was uh, that, that, that the refs completely missed. And Gene Steratore was just like, ah, yeah, he's just down. And he wasn't down. It was the Raiders. It was, a, it was backed up. All right, let's do our one word. For Commanders versus Falcons. I got a few words. Hmm. Young, Hui Ku, and Kendall Fuller. <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? Because that's how I've heard it pronounced on okay. the broadcast. And I was surprised because I've been saying Young Hoku. For yeah, young. congrats young to young you way. for not saying Young Hoku. Nate Collins is still saying Young Hoku. <laughs> it's Young Hui Ku. He's been working in football for a couple years now. Um, <laughs> My word? Fuck, who saw it? I did because I was on Atlanta. My word's run, as in run the damn ball. You, that's what you do. That's all you really can do. And then you throw it in the very low red. First of all, Washington's just taking its last time out. You're down six, 19-13 with a minute left, and you throw it. It gets deflected and intercepted uh, either in the end zone or just outside the goal line, and, and you lose the game. At, 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 at second down, at worst, you run the ball. You run another 40 seconds off the clock. You're not going to give them any time. When you do, presumably score and kick Church extra mode. point, young way with the extra point to win it. I don't know about Rivera's decision to punt. Rivera's decision to punt and give them the ball back. Was it fourth and, and five or something or yeah. whatever it yes. was, and they were in plus territory? They had an opportunity to put the game away. I know they're like... He is Riverboat Ron, so it's not like he's 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 afraid to do it. And you know the numbers were probably what what, what did the fourth down decision bot the say? Fourth on down that? decision bot thought that they should go for it decidedly. Fourth and four, the Washington forty-six. Five minutes to go, up six. You know, and and the nice thing is if you go for it there, and they punted, and 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 uh, the Viking oh, Vikings. I'm still stuck in Commanders Vikings. The Falcons catch the punt. The, their starting field position on that drive was where I don't remember, but it it would have 16. been yeah sixteen. So they needed all that clock. They ate damn near all of it. You would have had no chance to get back in that game had they scored a touchdown. If you're down a point or two points, I like my chances. Let's say if I have one timeout in fifty seconds. But yeah, they just kickoff. did it against Indy. Everybody does yeah. it. It's like the new thing. It's the new thing. Like two chunk plays, kick a long field goal. Justin Tucker almost did it yesterday. We didn't even talk about that. The shit looked like it was on target. <laughs> um, but Ron punts the ball, so they use the entire clock. And if you don't get that pick at the end of the game, it's effectively pretty much over. Um, you, you, get, you get stopped on downs. If they're going to score, they're going to score quicker. Washington is in the playoffs as of today. Yeah. They will be at Minnesota. Washington 7-5. They have at Giants by home Giants. So is we did we did, for real? Yeah, we did this whole thing. I do think they're for real in that they're gonna go to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think they're gonna I, I actually like their ceiling better than the Giants ceiling. I, I mean, do like too. They, they they beat the Eagles. 
in prime time at the link. Uh, they're scrappy. They're tough. They can run the football. Heineke's got a little magic. They got a defensive front. They I played better on the back end. I think, sorry for the gambling. Sorry for the line, Kyle. They're Destiny's child. I think it's probably <laughs> minus 150 that they split with the Giants, don't you think? But they're yeah. more like Kelly yeah. Rowland, really un- underrated. Which is yeah, a good place to be. Radar. Go ahead. Don't you think they split those two with the Giants? Maybe. And look at the playoff chances, uh, the, the 538 playoff chances after this Always weekend. Always wrong, it, 538. Yeah, oh yeah well, yeah. 538 after this weekend put uh, put the uh, the Giants at well, Giants are currently at 49%, but the swings based upon the result of this game are crazy. We had them at some point, but if they're not in my notes, we don't have yeah, them. So. If the Giants win against Washington, they go up to 72%. If they lose against Washington, they go all the way down to 26%. So huge inflection point for the season yep. coming up. Huge. Huge. This weekend. Huge. By the way, this slate coming up is going to be just incredible. Like I counted seven games I'm legitimately interested in. Don't even have to bet on them. No, that's not true. <laughs> All right, okay. how about Broncos Panthers? What was said to Purcell to lead him to? I rage? don't. Probably nothing. Just probably he just had enough of this shit, bro. You had enough of this. Here's my question, to y'all. Okay, my word is what with W U T. Like what? Mm. Sam Darnold? What? You lost to Sam Darnold, bro? He can sling it. No, I know he can, and he had some nice throws yesterday and everything. But this was a game between. Two teams that feel kind of like similar. You're like, oh, the question mark is a quarterback. But one quarterback's a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah, one team was penciled into the playoffs by many as a wild card playoff yeah. team. Another was talking about worst record in the league potentially. And now it's just, my word's colossal is in failure. <laughs> colossal failure. Hackett, Russ, that contract, the salary cap, no first-round pick. You got to fire the coach. Fire Listen. the coach, and how about Brian Burns doing the Russell Wilson? That, that was just yeah. disrespectful. Let's mm-hmm. bring the Lord him. into Respect it. To Brian. Let's bring the Lord into the disrespect. Oh yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to play with. That's God. a holy war. You're not supposed to play with God. Uh, a couple but, years in the dark here coming up, Cowboy. This is when you put the scaffolding up on the stadium, do some repairs. You're not going to be relevant for a little bit. It's all right. Fix the unis in these couple of years. We can do that. Lewis Hamilton will come in. He'll keep uh, the Broncos top of mind. Hackett. That's yeah. the first thing. They're not going to do We'll have Lewis it. Hamilton doing laps around the stadium. They don't have the balls to do it. You think they do it? <sighs> I think so, yeah. They got to ask Madden, their Madden coach. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I think they do it. Ask somebody at Walmart. Unfortunately, because I love Faneuil. All right, well, I, let me ask you this. Does this affect his Hall of Fame chances? Russ? I think absolutely. Gosh, sure. Yeah, that's strange. I had him as a penciled in as like a sure thing, and now what does this look like? What does the next fucking five, six years look like? Because you can't run. You can't quit, right? That's not in his DNA. He wants to play until he's 40. Yeah. So he's already told you. Like, he can't say, like, I got old. <laughs> he's already told you, I want to play till 40. Yep. That's the kind of fucked up thing. You're supposed to under-promise, over-deliver. He's got this thing all wrong. Pulled up in a souped-up Jeep with his own jersey on or whatever it was. Talking about playing until 40. 40. I'm in my prime. The, the years thing. get longer the older you get in the league, Chris. As can, you I know. Tell you, can I tell you who the uh, Broncos' senior defensive assistant is who would be a great uh, interim? Oh, yeah. Dom Capers. Mm, Dom Capers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. With Carolina fame. Yeah. That's right. How old well, is he now? He's 72. Oh, my I'd God. I'd love to see Dom Capers run around doing his best Jeff Saturday impression. I yeah, just but got you don't s- want to – oh, you don't have a pick. No. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, go ahead and try to win a game. 
I think the Broncos should bring Derek Wolf back to coach. <laughs> I'm so in. <laughs> to counter Jeff Saturday. I'm the biggest yeah. Derek Wolf guy. And then they're just a fucking a two spot <laughs> breaks out at, uh, at midfield. Derek Wolf was such a badass. That team would get a lot tougher. I used to have to negotiate. We would go to Denver because John Fox used to coach there. We'd yeah. go there for a joint practice, and yeah. I would negotiate with Derek Wolf at the beginning of the week. And I'd would be you like, really? What do we got going on? He's yeah. like, I came to see you about yeah. that. That's good. <laughs> That's I the best Derek joint Wolf. practice ever. Denver Broncos, always sunny in Denver. Next coach of the fucking Denver Broncos. Derek, Derek Wolf. Wolf. Why not? Tribal tat. Why not, dude? How many Broncos players can you name that would coach this team better than Nathaniel Hackett? <laughs> A lot. Steve Atwater, for sure. Love Steve Atwater. Yeah, Steve Atwater. Demarcus Ware would. Champ Bailey. You're counting him Dre as Bly Champ, is currently coaching. Brock, Brock Osweiler's in the fucking booth right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the booth Friday night. Brock. He's in the booth Friday night. He's so tall, he'd he'd oversee everything. Talking about Jordan Travis and shit. Eddie Royal, he's doing great yeah, work on ACC see, Network. He's he six, would eight. see everything, dude. He's so six, you're right. Eddie Royal, yeah. Eddie yeah. Royal, yeah. Live life to it is fullest. Brock Osweiler. <laughs> how many Broncos would? I mean, honestly, how many former Dozens. Broncos? Dozens. Peyton. All right, how about 49ers Saints? Peyton 49ers Hillis? Saints, nothing. I got nothing <laughs> for you. Did anyone watch that game? Shut out. Did anyone Good watch word. that game? I got bupkis. I played in those games for eight years. Shut up. I promise you, that Saints-Niners game is the game I played in That's for That's a good years. way to explain it. I, it just, I couldn't even watch it. No points <laughs> in four straight second halves for the Niners defense. I can't and watch it. How about uh, New Orleans had the longest active scoring streak and, streak and fourth longest in NFL history at 332 games um, since being blanked by San Francisco in the 2001 finale. The last four times the Saints have been shut out. Uh, week 12 this year, 2001, week 17 against the 49ers. 1998, week 6 against the 49ers. Mm. 1997, week 9 against the 49ers. To be fair, wow. they used to be the, the uh, division of champions, the NFC West. It used right. to be the Panthers, the Niners, the Falcons, the, 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 the who am I forgetting? The Panthers, the Niners, the Falcons, and, and one of these teams, the Saints. That was the NFC West. Wow. So they used to get... What uh, year was that in? This is in the 90s. Back when <laughs> oh, I had, my God. You just said some fantasy land shit Well, no, because right back when I was... I was a Panthers fan to the point where I would I would probably cry if they lost. The, the NFC playoffs. North, that's always been the, the Vikings, Lions, Bears, Packers, right? No, NFC West. But I'm talking about the NFC North now. Yeah, for sure. I think the Vi it's always been Vikings. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's like the, uh, the, the Big East... Having teams 1997 from San Diego. NFC West, oh, right. Falcons the, and the Rams too. So you had NFC the Falcons, Central. the, the, Pan, the, the Panthers, the Saints, the Niners, and the Rams. Look at those Phoenix Cardinals and the NFC East. The NFC Central, buddy. NFC East. Remember that? Golly, yeah. the, the Cardinals were in the NFC East because you <laughs> used to see Dallas all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. Yep. That that is interesting. Emmett Smith went in division. Yep. We yep, can't go yep. back to this because of numbers, right? Correct. At least they had the NFC West or, or the AFC West, right? Everybody was out West. Okay. Not Any other games? That's what, an interesting what, conversation, Rams, We got two left. Hey, congrats, Bryce Perkins, man, throwing a touchdown at, at the pro level. And uh, and it was good that Sean McVay got him some reps, man. And I thought that's a really cool experience. Can you imagine being Bryce Perkins and, you know, at the start of this season, you kept on the, 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 the roster, third quarterback, you know, just to keep him on the roster because they like him. If you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about the guy that ended the Commonwealth Cup streak of 15 years straight. Took Virginia to, to an to Orange Virginia Bowl. Tech. Took Virginia to an Orange Bowl. We love the guy. 
but you know, not a big time pro prospect. He's the third string guy. If you'd have told him in camp, like you're going to start at Arrowhead, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it was like some little giant shit out there with who the the, the Rams trotted out around him. The O line is abysmal. It's abysmal. Like you know, credit to the Rams for going up there and playing their asses off. You know, like going out there and playing hard and knowing you had no shot. There were 16 and a half point dogs. They covered. Credit to the Rams. That's my word. Uh, minus Pacheco because they really have a guy who they can hand the ball to time and time again when they want to change the rhythm up of the game. And Andy Reid showing some uh, signs of the old dog can learn new tricks. He's really enjoying handing the ball to him. Pacheco. Mine's red zone. Chiefs, one of six in the red zone scoring touchdowns. Not good, Cotton. Keep an eye on that. Keep <laughs> yeah, an eye could on it. Turn Didn't need the it. Ravens. Didn't need it, but oh, keep an eye on it. Could turn into the Ravens in the red zone. Texans in Miami. Sorry about it, Texans, because you did that for just for the love of the game and for the paycheck. Because nobody watched. <laughs> Actually, a lot of people watched. Kyle. Oh uh, yeah, Admirals Club at Laguardia. We were watching the Miami Dolphins game. Tell people what happened. So I went. Uh, I went to the airport, and every Sunday I have a pretty long layover. And this week I tweeted, "Should I spend money on going to the Admirals Club for a day pass?" And everybody said yes. It was a resounding yes. So I went in there, spent fifty nine bucks. It's fabulous, by the way. It's a whole different experience airport experience. I sat at the bar. There was the Jets-Bears game on the right, which was a one-possession game at the time, and an already three-possession game at the Dolphins. And a father and son who were going to Miami were adamant about changing the Bears game to the World Cup and keeping Miami's the Dolphins on. And I was kind of like, fuck. I was like, hey, you know what? You guys take a – we can take a vote. That's when you say, hey. Was it an amicable take a vote? Do you know who I am? No, not at all. There's no take. There's no that. There's none of that. And also, who would? I'm a fucking former. Well, it was a joke. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I played for the Bears. You did play tackle one year. You were going to say guard. Yeah, yeah. Guard. Yeah. He did it all. Yeah. Yeah. lineman. Hey, coach. I'll so do we ended up watching the do. Dolphins game in the World Cup. I wanted to watch the Bears. Bro, uh, that's a huge code break. You texted us yesterday. Is that a code break? It's absolutely a code break. And I'm not just saying this because Dolphins fans are the most insane people on the planet. Like, the audacity. The audacity. Mike White's on. Yeah. Who was the World Cup game? Do you, do it was you... Germany and Spain. Uh, oh. Big game. Yeah, it was a big game. Finish, um, oh, shocker. Finishing a tie. Like every other single game in this except tournament. Except the one that I bet. <laughs> hey, yeah, you should try these ties. <laughs> if you just bet all of them, yeah, it works right. out. Yeah, fucking works out. do that. Sit hey, around. listen. Listen up. My word is river, mm-hmm. okay? As in River Craycraft, who uh, yeah, caught Craycraft. like four for 55. <laughs> so I went to uh, River's uh, college bio. I think you went to Washington State. Mm-hmm. Get to, to see if he had any cool sibling names or whatever. Now, they're, 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 he has a, a sister named Lexi. And a brother named Skyler. Incidentally, a Skyler started throwing passes for the Dolphins there at the end. But guess what? Rivers' parents are named Valley and Mountain. Nice guess. <laughs> You're gonna just ask me to J- Jack and Jill. Tracy. <laughs> they are both named Tracy. No. Stop. Yes. <laughs> Tracy. The great crafts are both named Tracy. No way. Yes. <laughs> what do they do with them when the mail comes? It's for Tracy Craycraft. That's tough. Spelled the same? That's tough. People yeah. open each other's mail and shit. Same haircut? So, I don't, is Tracy I, I don't know, there? I don't know what the yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is Tracy there? 
Uh, who the fuck is this? Oh, I'm, I, I'm just calling for you. Right. You know? Love letters in the mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All that stuff. Sounds like uh, Taylor Lautner and his wife, who took whose name is Taylor and took his last name. So Taylor Lautner's married to Taylor Lautner. Wow. That is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that, that's another example. That's true, though, Reid. Yeah, it is that true. Was, I had no idea. That's yeah. informative. Yeah. Of Twilight. As is, as is Tracy and Tracy Craig. The Tracys. The Tracys. <laughs> Where are they from? Uh, Didn't get that. Tracy uh, I don't uh I don't know, but his uh cousin Cheyenne, she rode equestrian at Auburn. Okay. Black Friday is here, and I think we all know what that means. It's time to get your cuts essentials for next year. To us at Greenlight, nothing is more essential than some closet staples. That's why we go with cuts. Not only are they some of the best clothes out there, but right now for the next few days only, they're running their 25 to 50% off site-wide Black Friday sale. Cuts makes professional-looking performance apparel so you can feel comfortable at work or out on the town. Every Cuts shirt is designed to provide a perfectly tailored fit, and they're insanely comfortable. Cuts has perfected the art and science of men's shirts, so you can throw one on and look great without ever thinking twice about it. We've been seeing cuts everywhere lately, and especially on NFL Sunday with Joe Burrow, Rob Gronkowski, Patrick Mahomes, all the goats, they're rocking cuts. That's what they're doing these days. Cuts has totally revolutionized the traditional, outdated t-shirt category. They make it easy to mix and match styles and colors, so you can find the perfect style. Long sleeve Henley, no problem. Short sleeve crew neck, they've got it. Tees, hoodies, polos, and more are all available with cuts. These are some of the best quality shirts you'll ever own, and they're engineered to last. These aren't fast fashion shirts, these are cuts. Join hundreds and thousands of men who have already made the simple decision to elevate their wardrobe with cuts. Get 25 to 50% off your first order by going to cutsclothing.com slash greenlight. That's C-U-T-S clothing.com slash greenlight for up to 50% off the only shirt worth wearing. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to see what all the hype was about. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash greenlight. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash greenlight to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Well, so I mentions here, we got best plane ride, Chris. Kyle, at this point in the show, I don't care. I'm just going to be <laughs> honest with you. Buffalo Bills, they finally got up out of Detroit. Oh, it was like a prison sentence. Yeah, for sure. Several well, weeks. Yeah. No, I'm not saying. <laughs> Too soon. I'm not saying. Detroit's lovely. You want a yeah. geography lesson? And it's yeah. like east and west of certain other cities. Yeah. But... You know, it's it's can be nice to get away for a bit, but then you got to get home. Trying to at some point. You backtrack and you just in case if we go to Detroit, somebody snaps you in half walking down the street. I really like Ann Arbor. Bills get two wins in Detroit. Get okay. to go home. First back-to-back wins in Detroit. <laughs> ah, got him. Sorry, I didn't let you finish. 
Go ahead, finish the joke. First back-to-back wins of Detroit in like forever. Nice. There you go. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> that's good. Best plane ride. No idea. Okay, that's Kyle. Pass. You got one. Uh, Las Vegas. I would imagine getting on the plane after a walk-off would be pretty awesome. Yeah. And a shootout like that would be like a college game, kind of fun. Two in a row, overtime wins. Not ready. Worst plane ride, Atlanta. That was that was ten plays, eighty yards in four minutes. Second and goal from the Washington four. Minute left. Worst plane ride would definitely be Baltimore coming out from Jacksonville. That's a pretty that's a pretty decent jaunt from down there uh, near Neptune Beach. And also, you didn't finish. You didn't finish all day. We talked about red zone problems and a lot of finger pointing maybe on that. Point. Guys, the Saints played in a fucking four p.m. in in San Francisco. But but we didn't they, even know that are, though. Yeah, yeah. Are they are they trying? I mean, Andy Dalton's been trying trying to get home most of the year. Falcons would have been in first place with a win. The Falcons. Yeah, that's crushing. And the way they lost that game. Would have been six and six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about the Broncos ride home. Mm. There's a lot of bad plane rides this week, Mike. Including oh, the Patriots. It's fucking Thanksgiving. What is a catch? Thought about that. What is a catch? Mm -hmm. That's where this whole damn thing started. Damn Hunter Henry. No, it's not Hunter Henry's fault. It's whoever the it's the fucking zebra's fault. It's the people on TV that are gaslighting us. They'll show a fucking replay and then people will be like, yeah, no, 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 no it looks good. Like I, Gene's territory is say, yeah, well, you see he's clearly down. No, he's not. <laughs> Gene? They're just avoiding conflict on air. Does Gene's territory have a fucking cameo? Because I want to write him a note. I don't even want a video back. I, just I bet he to, does have cameras. Remember when we FaceTime with Gene Steratore? We did. The, like a lead eight or something? Yeah, I was all hungover in Vegas. and uh, I was I was courtside with the radio team. And you FaceTime. I said, hey, Gene Steratore, come here. And then we just had a nice little FaceTime. Yeah, because he remembers me from the field. And we used to talk. And I like Gene Steratore. But what the fuck are you talking about, Gene? And then did you see the, the DK Metcalf review of that catch? Gene was like, catch. I was like, Gene, what about when he rolls over and loses the ball? You're right. No catch. <laughs> well, at least just do that. Yeah. <laughs> do that, Gene. Okay. STL? Uh, St. Louis Memorial Award. I'm going to give it to A.J. Terrell, mm. who was, mm. who was, by all accounts, because you'd have to be a fucking, have to be a football junkie or have money on the commies to watch this game with the other options that were out there. But A.J. Terrell was putting the straps on t- t- uh, Terry McLaurin. Balling. I, obscurity. Yeah. I got a receiver on a four and eight team. Is that enough obscurity for you? That's yeah, obscure. That? Christian Watson. Yeah. Twenty two catches, <laughs> yeah. six of them are touchdowns. And he was and he was legitimately struggling early in the year. Lights, how about the, lights come on? How about the guy at the Jackson State game who was smoking a rib? Did you see that? <laughs> that was so cool. That guy might win St. Louis Memorial Award. A lot of people thought he was smoking drugs because he had a lighter up to an object in the stands. He was drying up. Not so. Out. There was a rib that he was trying to heat up. <laughs> That's amazing. Human beings are incredibly, uh, what's the word? Resourceful. 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 In, in, a lot of ingenuity on us. That was caveman style, lighting that rib It was up. amazing. STL Memorial, did you know that 69% or damn near close to it of their team sacks belongs to Mac, Max Crosby? Mm. So almost 70% of sack production for the Raiders is Max Crosby. The closest someone has he been balled. to that is 1989 when Tim Harris did it for the Green Bay Packers. He balled. Since 1989, nobody has held the lion's share of sacks like Max Crosby for their team. No, I know. It's incredible. And, like, it just goes to show you, like, 
I don't know. I, I remember at one point we were talking about him as being this kind of five eight sack a year guy. No, he's he's legitimately a ten and a half dog. right now. Like people understand he's doing well, but that stat speaks to how well. Yep. And yep. relative to how poorly they're playing around him. You know, you, that was a good fact. Do you know that Greg Roman dies his goatee? <laughs> so does Ryan Day. Yeah. I think. Bad week for people who are dying their goatees. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ryan Day took an L. Roman, we can't get the red zone going. Just for men. I love Greg Roman. Slash I just, losers. I want to see, I want to see them turn it around. Uh, what's the next mention? Hollow Man. <coughs> oh, Hollow Man. Hard to beat the guy who fucking ran over the the snapper, and the game ended like that. I mean, we're, we're overthinking and giving it to anybody Basic else. Basic rules. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think the Hollow Man could go to the folks that made the Hollow Man in Washington D.C. That was to, to honor the late great Sean <sighs> yeah. Taylor. Yeah, that's worse actually. Worse than losing a football. I game. think we got some explaining to do. I mean, Listen. if that's what you're gonna do, don't hype it at all. Don't announce you're unveiling a statue. Just have the mannequin appear one day. And Mismatch. It's a, it's a Nike jersey. top. With Reebok a Reebok pants. bottom. Look at the faces on the people looking at it. Look at that one woman. She, I mean, she. Did might, you play the video? Hopefully, too? that's not anybody in his family. Because there's also soccer cleats. I would be just yeah. What the fuck is Adidas? Soccer cleats. We got exposed piping in the background of this fucking picture. It really it looks feels like, like a, a Nike last store. minute Christmas like gift. Nike store in London. Yes. Yeah. Buy this jersey. Did you see the video when they unveil it? It's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, bad. Whoever designed that, I mean, like, I'm wondering if the, the, the Washington Commanders are just doing shit now to try to distract from the fact that they're going to get <laughs> sold. They're looking for a good club. Meanwhile, winning ball games. Bevel Conway. Uh, I got to give my Bevel Conway to USC. I know you guys are probably going to say the same thing because USC Notre Dame, the classic look, Coliseum, we covered it earlier. Yeah. Natural grass. Yeah. Doesn't get better than that. Yeah, it's hard to beat that, Kyle. The big white horse. Hard his name is Journeyman or Voyager. Uh, uh, or, no, it was like, uh, actually, his name is uh, uh, Challenger. It, unfortunately, it was named after um, a giant racist horse. <laughs> and the then, Trojan horse. Yeah. Say, traveler. traveler. Yeah. Voyager. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think it was, whose horse was it? Uh, Matt, you're the historian. Charlton it's, Heston. It's the symbol of ancient Troy. Is it? Or is it Robert E. Lee's horse? Yeah. I think Robert E. Lee's horse was named Traveler. Yeah, you got to kind of retire horses named Traveler. They were like, let's go ride until they have slavery again. That was his whole. But according to Google, Southern Cal's Traveler is 1L, whereas Robert E. Lee's has 2 Oh, they found a loophole. (laughs) Yep. They found a loophole. Robert E. Lee catching more L's. Am I imagining shit? Didn't we talk about this for like a calendar yes. year? Yes. Uh-huh. Viewing party, it's uh, Sean Payton season. He gets to start picking, picking where he wants to be. Chargers. 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 But at, at, at what record can Brandon Saley not be fired? I don't know. Like 10 but, and 7? But Chargers. It would be great. Listen, Kyle, got nothing against Brandon Staley. It's a production business. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm right Justin there Herbert's with you. fucking 21 and I'd 22. I'd love to see Sean Payton coach that young man. Yeah. I'm not saying fire him. Viewing party. Hey, you want to let Sean Payton be the coach? You can be the DC? You can be the DC. Like Hugh Freeze needs to call Cadillac Williams today. Yes. I got a viewing party. I'd like to I'd like to have been in the uh, the hot tub <clears throat> at, at Jacksonville watching that one. It was, a, it was a hoot of a ball game. You know, a lot of highs, a like, lot of lows. Do they have a hot tub? I would imagine they have I a hot tub. I think it's just a pool. 
But if they had a hot tub, that would sound good too. Uh, yeah, oh, so really? that's fine. Because I got one just yeah. down the way if you yeah. want to share a tub. Of good. It's getting colder. Uh-huh. We can talk about our lives. Yeah, there's not much going. Have a wine. There have was a, a lot going, and, and then the Thanksgiving break ended. I have a fly on the wall as well. I would have loved to have been Ra- Raven's ownership uh, slash management when they saw Lamar's tweet that uh okay boy shut the fuck up y'all be capping too much on this app motherfucker never smelt the football field never did shit but eat dick exclamation exclamation well you know it's not like you quote tweeted him he put it in the replies yeah he replied you know like oh yeah in in response to when someone's asking for over 250 mil guaranteed like lamar is games like this should not come to justin tucker let lamar walk spend that money on a well-rounded team well listen The guy's not wrong about the first part, but this is one game. We'll judge him at the end of the season. I'm not talking about rounded in about five. I'm team Lamar here. Somebody else. No, but what I'm talking about is the first one. Is like if you're going to play like that, you can't negotiate for what he's trying to negotiate for. You can't ask for what he's trying to ask for. You have to hit these throws. But this isn't who he is. You know, I I really don't believe that. And he's got a chance to finish the year strong. Game balls. Miles Sanders, 143 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, <sighs> caught a few too. Jacoby Brissett. That running game's excellent. Mm. Didn't play, you know, out of control good, but this week he has to hand the um, or the football over to uh, to Deshaun Watson. Yeah, be careful what you say yeah. with Deshaun. Well, can't just hand him anything. Yeah. Expound. <laughs> <laughs> kind of an open and shut case there so um (laughs) i think this whole situation sucks um we'll eventually kind of stop talking about it but jacoby Brissett, he did everything he was asked to do he was so classy he's loved by his teammates i played with the guy in new england i just really love the dude and uh i was really happy to see him handle himself the way he did this year and play well and hold his head high and beat tom brady so now you've got pj uh walker and Jacoby Brissett with game balls on the wall for beating Tom Brady. They're going to show their grandkids. Like, where were you when That's I beat? That's big. Here's another one you were for just you. A twinkle. Because really, it comes down to which game ball, like which ball, like memorabilia you have at home that you can look at and say, "Oh, I do. I remember that yeah. day." And yep, yep. Tom beating Tom Brady is a big deal. How old is Jacoby Brissett? Uh, twenty nine. <sighs> going to eight. Twenty eight. He's twenty nine. That's interesting. Looks 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 older with that big beard. You know who looks older? P Ryan. P Ryan's like Cedric young Pierman. as hell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, vibes. yeah, for sure. Yeah, we should hand out game balls for the pod. Not getting one. Want to go home? Maybe it's Kyle. He had every single mention loaded up. That's good. I mean, pages pages of notes. Kyle I game wouldn't ball. I would say that. No, thanks. Like, also, he was team. also thanks. famously voted president. Give it to the team. Oh yeah, congrats on Here, being president. This. Watch this. This is what yeah. the, the guys do. Hey, you know what? Uh, right this one's right. going all you guys. They're all going to be in your locker hey! on Tuesday. See you Wednesday. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> See you Tuesday. Sports. See you tomorrow morning to and tomorrow afternoon. More pod. <laughs> Here's Nicole Auerbach. I got Nicole Auerbach with us, and we're going to talk about probably the craziest, I don't know, maybe it's because I was on the couch for the, the entire weekend watching college football, so I really soaked it all in, but like that was a crazy-ass weekend. Scale 1 to 10, Nicole, like relative to a normal rivalry weekend, how crazy was it? 
I mean, it was up there. Obviously, there's been some years where, like, the Iron Bowl was for everything, and there was some craziness there. But, uh, I mean, USC has been down, so yeah. USC-Notre Dame hasn't meant this much. And Michigan flipping the rivalry and, and really taking control of that series is super interesting. It's been so long. So I, I think it was way up there. You also saw a historic blown lead by Oregon. I mean, I think that oh was gosh. the biggest meltdown that I've seen all season. So there was just a lot. So I think it's it's close to a 10, if not, you know, nine something. I mean, it was it was really up there. It was one of those where like I woke up in the day, had a kind of a feeling about how some of the games were going to go. And instantly that was proven incorrect. Like the only game that went the way that I thought it was going to go for sure was USC. Damn. I wish you warned me because I was I on tried the to go- help you. On I know. The other I games. know you did. You did. You, you <laughs> threw me some, uh, you, you know, you, you help. Cause like what I, I don't know college football like you do. And obviously I don't, you know, I, I don't watch it uh, even as much as, uh, you know, the average fan. So I, uh, sometimes when I have a lean, I gotta, I gotta text a friend or message a friend. And so you helped me on the Michigan bet. And then there was one more, I think it was, uh, oh, Minnesota who covered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was great. All things big 10. I'm going to you. So I'm looking at, uh, the playoff and I'm I'm saying to myself, what happens if Michigan loses? I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not suggesting that, but I know we've kind of run through the, the SC loss scenario, but, uh, how about, uh, Michigan losing to Purdue? Yeah, I don't think that that would knock them out. So I think Georgia and Michigan are in no matter what. A lot of people are putting TCU in that category. And honestly, they probably deserve to be. I just don't know that the committee would treat them that way because they haven't really gotten the benefit of the doubt in the way that other programs have. But they should be in too. I mean, they've played a really strong schedule, um, lots of top 25 wins. So they should be well positioned. Kansas State's a good team. Um, But that's probably the diciest of the – power five championship games i guess you could say usc utah as well just because utah beat usc but that was like an incredibly emotional game at home for utah and they won by one so i I do think there's probably you know i'm sure the trojans are going to be favored i'm sure a lot of people are going to expect usc to win that game tcu feels like more of a toss-up i would still put them in the playoff i think right now we just saw a lot of people eliminate themselves and like the best chance to come in as a backup, I think, is Ohio State. We'll probably we'll we'll actually see this week because this is one week where it actually helps to watch the made for TV TV show on Tuesday night because they're yeah. gonna have to play their cards on on Ohio State and Alabama and just sort of like what happens if one of the top four messes up because so many people are locked in and so many people aren't playing this weekend, so you won't really change this. So they right. should pretty much tell us on Tuesday if it's Ohio State as the backup option. What matchup would you be most excited about in the playoff? Mm. Um, well, I do think that as we're as we're headed now, as it's squaring up now, it would be a Georgia-Michigan rematch in the championship game. Obviously, they played each other in the semis last year. I think that would be super interesting. Um, I would love to see TCU's offense against Georgia's defense. So that's a possible you know one four game. Or USC's offense against one of those defenses, right? So I think either way, if as long as Michigan and Georgia are one, two in some order, and then USC and TCU are the other two, I, I think you have some really intriguing, intriguing setups, especially because TCU and USC are so imbalanced. Like their offenses are awesome and then their defenses are just not. Yeah. And USC has had this insane turnover luck, which, you know, I keep waiting for that to run out. It doesn't. Um, but they still like they they actually played 
far better against Notre Dame. Like that was a more convincing win with actual separation in the game, which is not how USC has won a lot of their games. So that's interesting to me, but I would love to see Caleb Williams or Max Duggan against both of those other defenses. So I I just kind of hope that that's the way it shakes out. I was texting with my dad, who is uh, obviously a big Michigan fan because he has spent a lot of money um, at the University of Michigan. And he was saying that he would much rather get TCU. So he'd rather be Michigan TCU as the 2-3 game and avoiding Caleb Williams is probably going to win the Heisman. Yeah. And you can't really argue with that. That's the X-Factor guy. And honestly, uh, you know, I'm watching last night, and you know, I don't watch every USC game. Um, but damn, dude, this guy... Yeah. You know, he will keep you in any game, I feel like. And now, he they could go get blown out in the playoff, but it won't be because of him. I mean, he. I'm watching last night, and I'm thinking about them in the Big Ten. I'm thinking about, like, you know, they're playing a very physical team, very big physical football team that has not gotten gashed that way. I mean, have they been gashed that way all year? Notre Dame? Yeah. Not, not, not really. I mean, that, that wasn't – like, they've had some really bad losses. Marshall and Stanford are bad losses. Yeah. But, I mean, they were just carved up. Yeah, so, they were carved up. Like, yeah. I, I, there I, were I, moments, but no, not not that way. I mean, K- what Caleb Williams has done over the last couple of weeks, like he's playing on a different level than anyone else in college football. Right. Yeah, no, he's the Heisman Trophy winner as long as he doesn't screw it up, in my opinion. We talked about this on the on the show last week, I think it was. But he just looks so damn cool doing it when you bet against him, as I did. I was just <laughs> blown away by all the, the times that, that we, Notre Dame, had him dead to rights. I mean, dead to rights. And there were a lot of bad luck circumstances for Notre Dame in that game and, and all that. But USC had to feel good about on a big stage with Lincoln Riley and Arasha is going to be better the more he recruits, right? Because Notre Dame probably, from a roster standpoint, you could argue has the better roster, but Caleb Williams is just that much of a difference maker. I mean, you got to feel good about what the rest of the country saw is like, eventually you're going to join the Big Ten. Maybe we can hang in there. And maybe style of play isn't, yeah. isn't that big of a deal for us. Yeah, I was thinking about that too, but also just like how fun it would be to have this type of style of play yeah. thrown into the Big Ten. Yep. And, and also, you, you know, with some of the new hires that like a Matt Rule and a Luke Fickle joining the Big Ten, like the, the roster of coaches is going to make this really, really interesting yeah. um, in, in different ways that these coaches like to win. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm the first to admit, I mean, I did not think USC – would take this much of a step in year one. I, I know about all the turnover. Like I know that the transfer rules and NIL made it possible to add all of this talent. But I remember saying to myself when Jordan Addison transferred there, which which as you remember, like that was a huge deal. deal. Pat Narduzzi yeah. was accusing um, USC of tampering. It was right at the deadline. Like it was, it was very dramatic. I remember thinking, well, that's, I mean, I, I get what they're doing. They're trying to make sure that, USC is a destination, but are they really like one receiver away from like the playoff? No, like, I yeah, mean, I, well, I don't know. Like it's a, it's a good get, but like, is that really going to be the difference maker? Yeah. And as it turns out, like it may be because, you know, you just another weapon for Caleb Williams, who is just a- incredible. I-, I thought of you in the post game when they were trying to push him, Holly Rose trying to push him on the Heisman stuff. Yeah. And they were also showing the highlights of how his teammates literally like crowned him. And, like, yeah, he did the Superman. Heisman thing. I caught him doing he the Heisman the thing Heisman in the second thing. quarter. And, but, and he let his teammates literally like put a fake crown on his yeah. head and like yeah. drape him in a Superman cape. And I just thought of like how much you must have loved that because you think he's so cool. <laughs> I do think <laughs> like, he's so he's damn cool. I mean, he's so cool. I've never been more sure 
about a damn college quarterback being the real thing at the next level. I don't know. I'd have to okay, go look here. back in the last 10 years. But just in watching him play five times this year, five times, yeah. you know, and definitely uh, it's not just a USC thing, right? It's it's not the only place he's been. But, I mean, I, I'm I'm sold. I don't see how you can't be. Again, like, I don't think anyone's playing better than him. Yeah. I think people are now starting to wonder, you know, is Bryce Young better than him? Like, no. Do you take Caleb Williams one? Yeah, is he going to be QB one? I think I, I would de- I, out of that. out of the entire country. Yeah, it's it's Caleb Williams for me. Who's who's on upset alert the most this weekend? You know, uh, is it TCU against Kansas State, uh, SC and Utah? We already we've we've seen that movie before. Um, or is it Mich- Michigan uh, against Purdue, who's played pretty well as of late? Yeah, I mean, I I don't think it's it's really going to happen in the SEC or or the Big Ten title game. These feel pretty lopsided, especially with LSU coming off a yeah. loss like. Purdue has been very uh, volatile. Like mm-hmm. they have been really, really good, and then they've also been really, really bad. And it's 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 possible that this turns into the game last year where Michigan just totally like stepped on Iowa early, and then it was just over. Um, it's possible that that game goes that way. We'll, we'll see. I, I think it's an exciting matchup. At least it's not Iowa, where it's a team that we've yeah, already it's... seen play Michigan, yeah. um, and is is painful to watch. But Terrible. I think. Um, it's probably TCU. I, I think they they already played K State, which is you know one of the benefits of the ten team Big Twelve because they have actually played a true round robin. But in that game, that was Adrian Martinez went out. Will Howard played really well. Um, yeah. and he's obviously been awesome for for Kansas State. But they they're just a really tough team. They just throttled Kansas. They have have had some really big wins, like blowout blowout wins. This season, I think they're really good. I think they're really well coached. Chris Kleiman's done an incredible job there. Um, so I think it's them because I, I, even though they have three losses, even though like and, and could t- we can go through all of the losses. And by the way, the loss to Tulane, not bad at all. This is a team that's hosting in the AAC championship game. But like, even though Kansas State has lost some of these games, I'm still like, is this the best team in the Big Twelve? Might, like, yeah, I, it I might be. That it might be all season long. Yeah. yeah. So like that, I think that's the, it's it's probably the toughest possible matchup that TCU got. Again, I think they should have the wiggle room where they should be in regardless. But I also think that it's probably a good idea just to beat Kansas State. But I, I think it's an awesome matchup. I think that will be the best and closest game of championship weekend. Okay, so Matt Rule to Nebraska, Luke Fickle to Wisconsin. Which hire do you like better? Ooh, um, I like both of them a lot. Um, I particularly think the Wisconsin one is interesting because so many people thought it was going to be Jim Leonard, the interim, just getting promoted and kind of carrying over the way that Wisconsin has always been. Um, Obviously, he was, you know, had worked for Paul Chris. He had played at Wisconsin. So I like zigging when other people thought you were just kind of going to zag like in a straight line. Um, but Matt rule, I, I love Matt rule and I've known him for, you know, dating back to his temple days. And I, I just think that that is a slam dunk hire from yeah. Nebraska's perspective because, you know, uh, th- there's no reason that Nebraska should have been struggling as long as it has. Right. Like I know, you know, in different eras of college football, like, it's it was always going to be easier when you could just kind of like take walk-ons and mm-hmm. build them into you know offensive linemen and just kind of dominate people with the run. Like it was, yep. I get why that was a better era for Nebraska, but you know they should they should kill it in NIL. There's no pro sports in this area. They have all of these resources right. and all this money and investment, and the fans are there. Like they should be able to win. 
Um, although the Big Ten going away from divisions, which people expect, that is going to make it harder. But, like, to me, if you hire the right coach, you should be able to win there. And Matt Rule, turning around Temple, which is not an easy job, and then walking into Baylor after the Art Bryle scandal, that was just absolutely not an easy job. And, yeah. like, the entire transfer, the, the roster had transferred out. Um, and, and just being willing to do that and also doing that from Temple for, you know, in, in Northeast, East Coast guy walking into Waco and doing that. Like he has these relationships, these high, high school coaches in Texas that still exist to this day. He's been in the NFL for a few years. Yeah. They love him. And that's where you they've know, struggled, Nebraska, right? Right. They've struggled to grab kids from Texas, right? Since, yes, uh, since conference since yeah, and, and that's a huge that's a huge factor, and they're going to be able to get Texas kids. But they're also he's just he's a great, um, just a relationship builder, connector, right. communicator. Um, I, I am interested, like in the couple of years that he's been in the NFL, a lot has changed in college football, like NIL transfer portal opening up. A lot of that stuff was not like we were trending in that direction when he was last in college, but it's not there now. But yeah, I mean, in terms of like, you know, if you're Nebraska, you needed a high profile name, but you also really needed a builder. Mm-hmm. And this is someone who has built in multiple difficult situations. And so that's what, like, this is what I want athletic directors to do. I want them to hire people who have won at places that are hard and have done it in multiple situations. So it's not like there was some magic fairy dust in one place and it only works there. Like Chris Klein, and we're just talking about Kansas State. He was super successful at the Division Three level. Lance Leipold, super successful at the Division Three level. Like you don't think that's going to translate? Yeah. Like that, that's why I just I just wish people would hire this way. And so hiring Matt Rule is a big name, but it's also a builder and it's someone who's done turnarounds before and knows how they work and where you have to start. And so I am really excited about that because you know Nebraska has a, a real athletic director in place and a really really good coach in place. And all of the support and the resources and everything like that is already there. So they should be able to turn this thing around. Wisconsin, I'm interested because, you know, they need to up their resource level and their back-end support, like their recruiting staff, um, NIL, all of those other staffing. Like when you look at a photo of Florida and you see the players and then you see a million staffers and like people who work under Billy Napier, like they need more of that in resources and all of that. So um, you know, I'm sure Luke Fickle is, is going to demand all of that. And he probably should. did. He's probably and already agreed to. It's probably part of all of this. Right. Yeah. And so um, I don't think he takes that job otherwise, but that's where they need to take that step. But that is a fascinating hire as well to me. Um, and I, I just think this is already speaking to like that separation. Big 10, the SEC are going to be bringing in so much more money. Those schools, they're going to be able to go out and get the best coaches. And so these were two of the best coaches that were available. ACC coaches, we got to go find like D3 coaches who are also great, but not going to be as hot commodities. I like that though. Honestly, I really do. I mean, you make a great point. Um, Speaking of coaches coming from, you know, like quote unquote lower divisions, Deion Sanders, like people are talking about him for the Colorado job. Um, If I'm Deion, here's where where I, I would, I would pass on that job. You know what I mean? Like it's I, I really don't really hard job. It's a hard job. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I caught him yesterday. They were catching thirty-five at home against Utah. Okay, like I, I don't see how that job has a ceiling, especially because for Dion, I know there's a lot of people. Reality is waiting for him to screw up so they can say like, "Yeah, see." Um, you know, I, I I I would like him to bide his time and get a great job with unlimited NIL funding. 
and uh, at a program that can compete for championships. That as a fan of Dion. But I don't know what he wants. What do you think Dion wants, and, and do you see any good fits opening up for him in the near future? Yeah, it, well, it's interesting because I think, like, uh, you know, because his name had been bantied about because he wanted Florida State and Arkansas and some of these jobs, like, people thought that this jump from, you know, an HBCU to the Power Five was, like, preordained. But that's a huge jump. And so I think yeah. if Colorado is the school we're talking about, that means that some of these other big jobs – we're not ready to make that type of a jump and, yeah. and, you know, high risk, high reward type hire. Um, so I'm with you. I mean, I would wait for a good job to open up. And I, I think it's, it's always interesting because, you know, when you talk to different coaches, you know, they've all got lists, right. Of even within each conference, you know, just because it's a power five job, well, like, you know, you're not set up to succeed or like, here is what success is and it's capped here or whatever that might be like, okay. So like, for example, let's ACC, Mike Elko taking mm-hmm. the Duke job, mm-hmm. probably not a good job. Like other coaches would have said, that's not a good power five job because of these other teams in your conference, the academic restrictions that you're going to face, like all of these different things that are going to make it harder. Um, in it's a basketball school, right. right? Like people would say all of these different things. He took it and they just won eight games, right? So you, right. so you can do it with the right coach, but Colorado's in a really tough situation. They've also got rules around transfers, like incoming transfers, um, and, and different pieces that have made it really challenging in, in the first place. But I see why they would be interested in, you know, in, in yeah. Dion and, and all the excitement it would bring. There hasn't been yeah. excitement around Colorado, but I'm with you. I mean, I even think you, you take a good group of five job. Like there's a yeah. lot of places where you are set up to win or contend in your conference. And that's what you want. You don't want to take a job that's a bottom feeder in a league. Like a Florida school or something. Like a you know South yeah. Florida UCF or something like somewhere because regionally I think he would crush it. I think he would just. Crush I, I it. think the regional thing is important too. That's part of why I think Colorado. You know, if I'm him, I'm I'm a little hesitant because I yeah. think he would just. You know, he's clearly in a sweet spot in, in the southeast and yeah. and like you might as well. But but maybe people were banking on you know the Mike Norvell era not not working exactly. out. Exactly, that was going to be a place. But now that worked out. Like Florida State has been one of the great stories this year. They really took. That next step. Speaking of that, how good is Jordan Travis? Because if if you just watched yeah. Jordan Travis the other night, I was like, damn, yep. <laughs> this guy is special. Yeah, no, no, he's been he's been that good this year. What's what's you'll love this. I mean, I, I want you when we're done here. Well, when you're done Saturday, Sunday football, look up some some clips of Jordan Travis and their yeah. offensive line last year, two years ago, because he took such a beating. Yeah. And obviously not all of that was on him. Like the O-line has been an issue, which is why like Alec Atkins, the O-line coach, deserves a ton of credit. Yeah. But he didn't look very good. Like it, people, you know, again, it's like, who do you put the blame that's on? That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm like, who him? is but, this guy? Yeah, but that's what's so cool. Like <laughs> this is why they're one of the great stories. Yeah. Like it's the same quarterback. And now he's electrifying. He's had all these great wins for them this year. He's staying upright, right? Yeah. And like, I remember EJ Manuel told me before the season, he's like, you know, I, I think they're going to be better on the offensive line. And, like, if this kid can get protection, he's going to be really good. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, like, I mean, you know, right? You're around this program. You, you've seen them in practice, whatever. And then it, like, really showed up. And it's it's just – I think that's what's really cool about programs taking the next step when they do it with, like, the core guys who were there. Mm-hmm. And, like, he took such a beating, so many sacks, so many hits. So, no, I mean, like, what you saw is how he's played this year, especially at his best. But he's – He's been really good this year. Yeah. It's been it's been it's been great to see. All right, last one here. Uh Clemson, South Carolina. 
you hate to see it. You hate to see those guys down in at Clemson lose games. Uh, certainly hate to see Dabo running down the hill out in front of his team and losing at home. Uh, but is Clemson is are we worried about Clemson like as a powerhouse? Is Clemson going to now be like a you know perennial eight win team or is is their ceiling without uh, Trevor Lawrence or um, you know Deshaun Watson something lower than we thought? First of all, I can tell that you're really you're really torn up about. I, I, was, I hate seeing that. I, I I can I can tell Nicole, you hate um, to see a guy give it his all down that hill, and really, you just, you just like like watching him run down the hill before the game. I'm honestly kind of impressed. Here's what I was thinking about Nicole. I was first, I was like, man, what a me guy, and then <laughs> then I was like, you know, when I started to notice, it, I was like, he never tears his hamstring, like he's never pulled right. his hamstring running down the hill, which is pretty damn impressive. I got a hand to the guy. I don't like the guy, but got a hand to him, like because I okay. was at Whole Foods the other day. And had to hustle Tor- to cross the, you, the crosswalk. Did you tear your, no, you but tear I your felt my hamstring. I was like, damn, dude. Did this in softball now. Did this mm-hmm. in Whole Foods almost. And I'm thinking to myself, Dabo, kind of impressed. I agree. I agree on the athleticism and the feats of athleticism that we see from him on, at, at every home down game. Down the hill, over um, speed. No, I know. Running down a hill, not easy. Surprisingly difficult. Uh, so I think the, the questions about like existential questions are are spot on. This is going to be a really difficult offseason for Clemson because Dabo is so set in his ways and a lot of the things he's been challenged on for a time, it looked okay. And then now it doesn't, right? Yeah. And so everyone's wondering, okay, without a generational quarterback, without these long-term coordinators, right? Like we can talk about Brent Venables and what's going on at Oklahoma. Fans are very frustrated with with their wins and loss totals this we year. Took but Tony, like Tony, yeah. So, you know, yeah. You're... Yeah, so you lost Tony, you lost Venables. So in terms of play calling, development, the defense being like in like top five range yeah. versus being like top 25, right. like there's a difference. And so just sort of all of those different pieces, but then not using the portal, not embracing NIL, not really supporting like empowering players in Ooh, this time. We can have a Coach K situation. Things. Where, you know, Coach well, K eventually came around to the new way of college he's athletics. Have and, to. I, yeah. I think, well, that's where, like, again, I think it's like it's these existential crisis mm-hmm. topics because mm-hmm. it's like Dabo is going to have to decide if yeah. he's willing to adapt and change and embrace yeah. these things. And um, obviously, the quarterback is, is a problem. He was answering questions about it because, again, they, they're still going to play an ACC championship game. Them in North Carolina totally backed into this. Like, it's yeah. going to be the least exciting of all the right. conference championship games. And he didn't like that he was getting asked, like, is DJ your quarterback? Why is DJ your quarterback? Right? Like, but, he, you know, th- this is all just because things worked for a really long time. And people could question him, and it didn't matter. And he's stubborn. He's set in his ways. He likes how college football was five years ago, ten years ago. Yes. It's not. So, yeah. so yeah, I think I think all of that stuff is up for grabs. All of that stuff is going to be questioned. It's going to be a long off season for Clemson as they have to figure out, you know, what happens when you're, you know, you're not like dynasty Clemson and you still want to be in that uppermost echelon. How do you stay there? How do you the get there? Alley. And how do you, yeah. You got to lean on the bowling alley they have in the facility. That's and just the, what I would do. And the, just, slide. and the slide. And the slide. And the slide. Honestly, that's objectively pretty tight. But yeah, I, I um, I don't know. I if I were a Clemson fan, I would just be like, "Damn, 
that was a fun little era, and I don't know if we're going to be back there. Like this is, you know, and the, the reality is this year they're, they're, this is as close to anybody's game as it was, you know. And the ACC was down. You had that big list of great ACC quarterbacks. Well, they didn't all play well, you know. The, 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 so this is the year that you could have backed into the playoff, and you didn't. Yeah. So yeah. Well, that's what like yeah. that's what I would be most concerned about is that the rest of the ACC wasn't very good, no. and you still lost these games and. Also, like, South Carolina, phenomenal two weeks for them, of Man. course. Spencer Rattler, games of his life. And and just awesome. Love Shane Beamer. We talked about last mm-hmm. last week's show was the Shane Beamer Fest. But, like, you knew that they were capable of this. They just did this to Tennessee. And then they beat you again. I mean, there are just, just a lot of questions. Clemson did not look like a great Clemson team this year, so I'm glad that they're not going to be in the playoff and get blown out in the playoff. But they got some problems. And, like, it's just – you know, we've seen Nick Saban adapt. We've seen Nick Saban adjust to the times, and we have not seen Dabo do that. And it's just, it's easy to see that now last year wasn't just a blip. These are big picture questions that he's he's got to answer if they're going to stay at the top. Vegas was begging people to take South Carolina. They gave him 14 and a half points. You know, I was afraid. Listen, some, of was, us, <laughs> yeah. some of us called that. No, I... I <laughs> yeah. I was on NBC News on Friday night, and they were like, are there any good upset picks? And I was like, yeah, South Carolina over Clemson. So I look like a genius. You are a genius. Nicole, you're on fire today. Everything, dude. We, we, we got through damn near all of it. It was all crazy. And uh, just, you know, uh, to think, I, I could have I bet USC if I knew the great Nicole Auerbach was on the Trojans. Nicole, you should have asked me about that game. I, know, I, I know. would have damn, told damn, you. You could have talked me out of it. Damn. <laughs> All right, Nicole. Well, I appreciate it, and I hope Thanksgiving was good, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay. All right. Have a good one.